Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Force Center Podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsa. I'm Joseph Scrimshaw. And we are here to talk about Star Wars Future in Motion. News, Triple Force Friday, so many things. 
But more than, than anything, we're here to just celebrate Star Wars, this franchise we love. You guys know the drill. Welcome to Force Center. Joseph, uh, we're going to dive in here in a second, a lot of things, uh, but uh, how are you? We'll do our catch-ups with everything. I ran here. I'm here. How are you? You got an energy I'm drink? I'm fine. How are you? Uh, just a boring conversation anyway. That's a terrible quote for a podcast. I'm never going to say that one again, but a great gif if you're frustrated. Han shooting that com link. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, I'm, I'm very happy to be here. And th- this news, it's very interesting when we get these weeks where there's so much going on that yeah. we can't do a main topic. We have to just do the news to look at it all and go, how does it all pull together? And almost everything that happened this week is kind of it's about Star Wars now. Mm. So much of it is about looking to what is Star Wars going to be in this soon to be ambiguous future? It's a big question. Some answers uh, forthcoming in the months. Well, now weeks, months and, <laughs> and years ahead. Uh, before we dive in deeply, uh, we want to remind you that today's podcast is brought to you by Audible. Get a free audiobook download and a 30 day free trial at audibletrial.com slash four center. Over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle or MP3 player. A little bit later, off our Force Center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us. Uh, we always like to do our Star Wars adventures, our life adventures. Uh, Joseph, uh, Triple Force Friday might have created some we're going to talk about later in the yeah. show. But did you have anything else outside of that? Yeah, I had a fun uh, and strange uh, uh, incident in a car. <laughs> I uh, I went to a friend's birthday party in downtown L.A. at a nice uh, sort mm. of a brewery place. It was great. It was great. Yeah. And uh, I don't do Lyft rides too terribly often just because yeah. I mostly work from home and then drive to your house to do a podcast <laughs> 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 or more vice versa or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so on the way there, we got someone who a driver who was a combination software engineer screenwriter and martial arts master and he told us a long story about how he uh solved a problem in life through tiger breathing so oh, that was wow. that was lift ride went up number one is like that's great i gotta i gotta tweet about that that's real weird and then the ride home we got perfectly friendly guy who just kept saying weird weird stuff he said uh, oh man, it's it's hard not to to hit things. Like stuff comes at you. Like, Car, yep, people, that's that's bicycles? that's driving, <laughs> especially in Los Angeles. That's driving. Yes, that's driving. And then when we were almost home, he was like, "So much darkness out there." Like, I mean, it's get it's getting. It's dark, right? It's is it getting dark earlier? <laughs> My wife was like, "Yeah, that's it's it's fall. You know, seasons in Los Angeles. It gets." darker <laughs> it's like you're doing a preview for like the joker but it's getting darker out there. Yeah, it, is, it, it really is. sounded like it but it was in this really friendly voice like yeah you can uh, you can drop us off here about a, a block from our home that works that's good it is uh yeah i i love the concept of ride shares i really do i just wish cabs uh, taxi companies would figure out a way to do it themselves yeah because there's a uh, not an expectation for conversation, which I've had great conversations with oh, ride share yeah. drivers. I know, I know you have too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when they start down, when the path, you're like, here we go. <laughs> here, We're here on we go. this trail together. <laughs> There's no pumping the brakes on this. Uh, yeah, it is. It's a fun way to just interact with humans and see just a slice of life. Yeah. yeah. Slice of life indeed. Yeah. So that was the most adventurous thing that happened to me this week. Uh, a lot of Triple Force Friday adventures, but yeah. we'll talk about that when we dig in. But you, you went to yeah. one of my favorite places here in Los Angeles and had a time. Yeah, I had a time. I had a great time. Uh, Hollywood Bowl. Uh, speaking of slice of life, I, I do love the Hollywood Bowl, too, and I know 
know you and Sarah go there a lot, and I've uh, I've been there a number of times, uh, but not as much as I'd even like. And, and it was uh, Grace, my girlfriend's first time there. Oh my um, god, that's so great! And she's lived in LA long enough to where she was like, I can't believe I haven't been. And uh, yeah, you know, yeah. if you don't have a reason to go watch a yacht rock concert there, <laughs> you, you, you might not go. We uh, went with her, her sister, her brother in law, her mom came into town, uh, uh, and we went and watched uh, Game of Thrones live, the live concert nice. experience. So I'd uh, with Grace last year at the Forum. Uh, which was before season eight came out. Okay. So this was uh, the full run and uh, Ramin Jawadi was out there. His son came out like ah. all of like three, four years old was like, now nah, my dad is on stage. Come on. Here's Ramin Jawadi. <laughs> and it was just like the cutest little yeah. thing. Yeah. And I loved it. I had a great experience. It's very moving. And to have all eight seasons up there on the screen and get the whole journey. I was moved by a lot of uh, just the whole process and whole yeah. things. Had some maybe some personal revelations as a Game of Thrones fan. But, uh, you know, as you know, season eight was a little controversial. Yeah. Um, people have opinions about it. Strong so. opinions. I love a good conversation about it. You and I have had conversations about it. You let me know the things you love. Some things, you, hey, this isn't this isn't here with me. I've had the, I love the. Yeah. I don't enjoy that conversation when I'm not one part of it. <laughs> Two, it's in my ear from the eight people behind me who <sighs> paid money to go to a concert for a show that apparently they started to hate three years ago. Oh my god! <laughs> so talking during was this during the music? As if the music was in the way. Mm. Talking louder to mm. get over the songs. Uh, and then to the left of me, that was right behind us. Okay. To the left was another group. And they were fine. And they were fine. And it was uh, two couples, like a husband and wife couple team, like two husbands, two wives. The husbands got up. And, and, and this isn't related to them getting them leave. They got up and left to go get a beer, bath, and whatever. The ladies slide together. God bless. They're probably great friends. They engaged in a conversation that they, too, were annoyed <laughs> that the music was there. And this was during the part where Bran was up on screen, the Bran theme and a lot okay. of stuff. And they're screaming to each other, boring, next, next. Oh, this character's the worst. Oh, my next. God. And then the husbands came back and they they stopped. And again, I, I don't this isn't a comment or anything on their. It just was like weird. And so finally, the guy in front says, Turns around during intermission. It's like, could you do me a f- for the second half? Could you? I can hear you over the music. Could you just tone it down a little? Yeah. And and it almost turned into like a confrontation. The husbands grabbed the wives and were like, "Are you guys okay?" And they're like, "We're fine. We're fine." And I I I, I wanted to engage and be like. Your lovely wives engaged in a very loud conversation <laughs> about which characters they wanted to hear music of, and it ruined yes. the experience. So I try. I love the Hollywood Bowl, but you yeah. are squeezed up a little bit. You're very squeezed up, and if you don't get the right people around, <laughs> like, no. I mean, we could do a whole podcast oh. about this because I had that experience. Yes, I've had it a couple times. I specifically had it during uh, the Violent Femmes Pink Martini concert. Yes, a little bit during. Uh, uh, American in Paris, we went and saw with the live orchestra. And that is a movie, right? So (laughs) I understand maybe if you're high up at a rock concert that you think like kind of rock concert rules apply of like, I'm way up in the cheats, cheap seats. This is where we drink beer and scream. Like maybe, maybe I can find a cultural argument for that. (laughs) But like, oh man, there's so much about it that, uh, that upsets me. I asked some, I asked two people in front of me to be quiet. Okay. And I didn't even ask to be quiet. I did the same tactic that this person did of like, I can, I, I'm having a hard time hearing the music because you're really talking loud. Could you, could you talk a little quieter? Not even telling them to Not shut up. Shut up. Which is uh, to yeah. me like agreed upon. You've paid money to see yes. something. Like, why would you pay the money? 
Why you can complain about Game of Thrones at home for yes. free, right? And, and the lady directly behind me, God bless her. Um, you know, the, the, we are in the section uh, Promenade Three, so uh, you know your, your knees are up. You know, if if you're if you're over six foot two, you might have a problem of squeezing into the bleachers yeah. or whatever. Uh, but it's not, you know, cramped. And she the whole time, the whole concert. I'm in my three by five prison cell. <laughs> this is ridiculous. Well, Got who <laughs> made that choice? And so I just, because to me it's not. You know, we're quietly appreciate. We're clapping. We're cheering. And by the way, when the scene that uh, Inaria kills uh, the, 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 the Night King, a thunderous applause. Yeah, I, w- I would say the sh- season's more <laughs> well received than people would think. Yeah, They're not to come out of that. But that's my point. I didn't immediately start screaming. This is great. I just enjoyed the, I didn't put my opinions out there. I just enjoyed the experience. And these knuckleheads uh, thought they were pundits, um, that they were uh, book hacks. I mean, everything. This it is why maybe it needs, I'm not for like government overreach, but maybe it needs to be federally mandated <laughs> yes. that everybody has to have a podcast yes. so they can get this crap get out. out. And then when you go to a performance, (laughs) listen to the performance or leave. Yeah, it's a it's a big pet peeve of mine. And it's that fine line between like uh, I'm in the I'm in the right. The organization that has put this on has requested that you don't do this. Yeah, I'm in the right that you should stop talking by all of our agreed upon cultural rules. But if I bring it up, I risk escalating yes. a conflict you're the problem yes you're michael douglas at the end of fallen down yeah. i'm the problem <laughs> which is why for the other loud people at that concert i just went and got the security yes and yeah. they yelled at them yeah it was it, great it was fine and you know we were a little tense because we got there in time and i don't want to turn this podcast about hell of a bowl but you know it's always crowded yeah and we took the subway which is always i actually love it it's a fun adventure they they put us all we were like hey go to the top go to the top because the the gates so the the x-ray gates were clogged up okay and we went all the way to a, a part I've never been. Oh, I didn't even know there was a top. To it get went to the, to the tippity top, and and it ended up just being. It, it looked like when when Steerage was trying to get off the Titanic, <laughs> like you couldn't move. There was nothing. We were all like, "What's going up there?" Luckily, Grace's uh, brother-in-law is is very tall, so he was like looking up ahead. And he's like, "I don't." And I was like, "I'm calling it. Let's go back down." And we we almost missed the start of the concert. Good so, God, that's all insane. that to say. It was a beautiful experience as, as always. Uh, Ramin Jawadi is just an amazing talent. The, his music, the whole the whole team. And whether, you know, we're, we can talk about Dan and David in a Star Wars movie and what they might do, regardless if they're involved or not ever again, I don't yeah. know. I want him to do a Star Wars yeah. score. Cause yeah. He's so good. The he's music so good. for Game of Thrones has, is phenomenal. Yeah. Emotionally. Inducing. Yeah. Powerful. That's my rant, and I'll <laughs> see myself out. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to what oh, finally feels, you know, less controversial now. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, peaceful, yeah. peaceful Star Wars, where no one ever has a strong, challenging <laughs> yeah. opinion. <laughs> uh, let's dive into the news. Last week we took a—I mean, one of our longest episodes ever, and I loved every minute of it because we we really had to go through a lot of things. Uh, last couple of weeks, I should yeah. say, on the news, and and this was no different. And Joseph, you uh, you uh, pulled Jennifer duty this this weekend, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, uh, we're going to dive on in starting with Triple Force Friday. That is right. So the big Triple Force Friday event happened on Friday Triple because it was merch from the Rise of Skywalker from the Mandalorian and from the video game Jedi Fallen Order. So uh, we're, we're not going to do a complete rundown of all the merch. I just want to talk a little bit about our experiences and uh, kind of some of the merch reveals 
mm. uh, cause it's just kind of out there now. Right. Uh, and also just a little bit of how he felt about the whole event and where, where it puts star Wars, how it reflects on star Wars. So, yeah. Uh, what was your experience? Did you go out searching? I did. And I, you know, we always choose our words carefully here at Force Center, but I'll have to choose the word very underwhelming. And I don't think it was related to Lucasfilm, Hasbro, Disney, anything. I think it's just the stores I went to. Yeah. Uh, there was, uh, very little displays and most of the displays were solo toys. And it's just my honest experience. I saw pictures. I saw friends in this town who I'm friends with <laughs> texting like Alex and Steve at Black Series. And they're like, look what we got. I'm like, what? I went to the two closest big targets. Yeah. Like I couldn't get. Did they go at like 6 a.m. right away? Early enough. I didn't get a, I got a sense there was some sellout factor. Yeah. And some of the pegs. Yeah. But I also got a sense of uh, it was also reg- regulated to you know, relegated. I should say not regulated, relegated to this small corner of the aisle. So there was no big end caps. There was nothing. Okay. That you saw at your targets. Yeah. That's what. So I know some of it was, I got there at round lunch. Yeah. Um, so I, but I, I so I don't want to come out stat sound like it was super negative and everything like that. We, we always choose our words carefully here at Force Center, but yeah, it, it, I, I wanted a little bit more, but yeah. maybe I should look it up earlier. A little bit bigger spread. Yeah. There's certainly like the, just if you're, if you're absolutely on the hunt, there's yeah. like, how do you do it? So did you get, end up getting anything or you just didn't see anything on the shelves? I uh, got nothing, man. Okay. Got nothing. And part of that is realities, uh, finances, storage more than yes, anything. Space. I yes. could swipe a credit card like the best <laughs> of them, but yeah, it, w- it would be going straight to a box in a storage shed right now. Okay. Um, so I didn't, but I almost picked up some books. There was that cute little book that was like, creatures and it was like oh yeah someone who was known for those kind of illustrations gosh i forget her name um put them out and i almost was, i still might get it because uh grace loves cute animals and like <laughs> look at that cute little wampa uh and I, it was just it got was, two arms and it everything. literally was a book for five-year-olds and i'm like this is the only thing i want <laughs> there was a lot of things there but i didn't get them yeah understandable understandable yeah i think uh so my experience was interesting i think there i think I, I saw some people tweeting online that they had a great experience because they, they mm-hmm. stayed up at midnight and they knew the exact right uh, way to buy things online, right? right? The Hasbro Plus Pulse site or whatever. And uh, yeah. Amazon put things up. So there, I think there's good hawks on the Internet. And then there are people who got up at 6 a.m. And I know plenty of people had a great experience mm-hmm. depending on where mm-hmm. they were. I think that part of it is it's Triple Force Friday uh, suggests like this, this uh, volume, you know, and I think that. Force Awakens was a unique event in our cultural landscape. Yeah. And there's a temptation to go, oh, well, the kind of the, the impact of Star Wars has decreased. But like, no, yeah. Force Awakens was just a, a ridiculously high bar, right? Yeah. Of this return and with the uh, original cast and with this promise of totally brand new and will it go on for, you know? Yeah. And I think it's natural that when we get to this point, that it seems a little bit smaller, a little bit quieter. Yeah. Um, so for myself, I was kind of coping with those of like, it's fine. It doesn't need to be the biggest thing ever. Yeah. Uh, and and that, that's, there was an idea that kind of kept coming to me with a lot of the topics that we're going to talk about. Mm. Uh, mm. Like it doesn't have to be earth shattering every yeah. time and it's not going to be earth shattering every time kind of thing. Uh, I think it's an excellent point. It's never going to be 2015 again. Never. Yeah. <laughs> never. Well, yeah. Unless they just, 
stop making movies for six years. And then, there you go. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Uh, but I, I ended up having a pretty good experience. I had a, uh, a Hollywood meeting in Westwood, uh, yeah. and I got there early. So I went to a target nearby <laughs> Ooh, and, uh, yeah. And they had a, they had a display in as well as the normal aisle. They, so they had a big end cap, but it was fascinating to see, what was left uh so all of the three and three quarter vintage figures were gone yeah okay all of the black series were gone except for cal Kestis, the star of the new jedi fallen order hmm. uh so then i had my meeting went and picked my wife up and then we went to uh to the galleria uh in or no the americana Americana. Uh, Americana and the Galleria, the okay. two, they're two connected places yeah. there. Cause I was like, I can maximize. There's a Disney store. <laughs> there's a target. There's yes. a Barnes and Noble. Well played, sir. And, uh, yeah. And everywhere was very, very interesting because everywhere had the five inch line that they're trying to sell now. Mm. The that's, uh, for the animated series style. Right. Right. Which I love that animated series that Titmouse is doing, mm. but we haven't seen the sequel characters in that series in that right. style. So that was interesting to me that they were there. Vintage figures were pretty much uh, all gone. Black Mm -hmm. Series figures, all gone, except for Barnes and Noble, which I realized was my trick because nobody, not all Barnes and Noble have toys and nobody thinks to go there. So I had a a real fun adventure. They had an end cap and uh, I darted for it. And I, I had one of those moments where <laughs> I was, Sir. I was a little out of control. Uh, there was a child near it, not going to it because the child wasn't interested. And I, I, I saw the child yeah. and I was going to move around the child, but my, my wife was concerned I was going to hit the child <laughs> with my body because I was moving so fast. And she said, watch out, watch out. <laughs> and I said, it's okay. I'm in hunt mode. Yeah. And I like weaved around the kid real quick, <laughs> but I didn't, it, it was it was a moment where I had to take a step back then yeah, go yeah. like, OK, I'm getting I'm getting a little too excited. <laughs> but I did find uh, some of the vintage three and three quarter figures That's because I'm, I'm 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 making my peace with the that there isn't a line of standard three and three quarter. That's right. the dedicated Rise of Skywalker. But I right. still wanted a three and three quarter figure that said Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. So I found the Sith Jet Trooper. OK. Which again, staring at it right now on your table. Yeah, Ooh. right. It's beautiful red Ooh. Sith Jet Trooper, which I can't. I keep seeing it and thinking uh, the rhythm of the song Jukebox Hero. <laughs> Sith Jet Trooper uh, and a Ray, uh, which was great. And then I saw another person wandering around the store with a Knight of Ren in their hand. Oh, and I was like, mm. so I did something I've never done before. Uh, I bugged the poor people at Barnes and Noble. I was like do you have any more of these in the back? And this person was so helpful. And she's like, I will look, what is this? What do I, is it, it can't just put in star Wars action for you. Right. And it's like, okay, so it might be under vintage collection or three and three quarter. And then she's like, okay, yeah, it's vintage collection. Uh, and she's like, do the, are, do, do you, is there one you want with like a name? And it's like, yeah, I want a night of red. I want to enjoy this. And she's like, there, Bob Red. And she was just so confused. She's like, they yeah. come in a, box and then i don't think they have names except for if you open the box and i think they send different boxes to different places and i was just like all i need to know if this is okay is physically in this building are there any more of them and she was like we have two left and he's like oh it's because you're holding them 
and they haven't scanned out yet. The two you're holding <laughs> are, it. are the two left in the store. So yeah, I, and uh, they also had a Mandalorian uh, okay. Black Series, which you don't normally collect, but I just wanted the Mandalorian. Yeah. Not the first edition, not the carbonized, just the standard. Yeah. Uh, so I, I had a, a fun adventure you, where I, I think I, I wrestled a little bit with yeah. the like, oh man, I wish it was bigger. I wish it was more. And I really just took a step back. Uh, my wife went and looked at some other things in Barnes and Noble and I just, I just, took a deep breath and looked at that Ray action figure mm-hmm. on that vintage card mm-hmm. that still says Kenner, you know, I just yeah. got excited about like, this is an action figure of the Jedi hero from the upcoming star Wars movie. And it, it was a yeah. real nice moment to just take a deep breath and just reattach to some like just childlike yeah. enthusiasm of just like, it's not about who can get there first. It's not about how many were on the shelves. It's not about, did Hasbro make a mistake, but just get back to that point of like, I got an action figure from the new movie I haven't even seen yet. Oh, wow. Look, oh, look at what are the hints on that? Does it yeah. look like, is this just the way the action figure, uh, company made the hilt? Right. Is her hilt going to be different because she got different parts to fix it? Oh, like I was really happy yeah. that I, I was able to in the store take a deep breath and get myself back to that place of, of joy that it should be about. That's, that's great. That's powerful because that, that's why these took off, right? That's why yeah. we have our such powerful, Memories of, of all of this. And, uh, yeah, I, I didn't get to see any of those figures. No attachments for me. <laughs> but you did, you did well. You did well. I did. I did. I was, I was real, real, real happy. What is that? Is that, am I seeing a red book Sith? Is that? Ooh, yeah. So that is the Spark of Resistance, uh, oh, middle reader. Yes. Uh, which, uh, mm-hmm. which is, okay. I, I'm halfway through it. Got some real interesting stuff. Okay. I mean, it is absolutely for, it's a, you know, middle reader uh, adventure. Yeah. Uh, but it's got some real fun stuff. Cool. Uh, that uh, part of the reason I went to Barnes and Noble is I knew it was coming out that day. And I thought if I get nothing else, I'll get that book. Look, didn't have it at Barnes and Noble. No. I had to buy it on Amazon. So mm. I don't know if that was just my Barnes and Noble or what, but right. I was grumpy about that. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I meant to ask you this before we actually yeah. started recording, but yeah. we'll just, you know, pull the curtain back. Yeah. So there's some, been some reveals on the toys. Yeah. They're not spoilers because right. they're toys. They're sitting out at, Target and Walmart. Do you want to talk about them? Uh, yeah, I, I think we we should because I've I've intentionally unintentionally not checked on those stories, those links yeah. on websites and everything. Just for some kind of this is the last one. I'm going in as blind as possible. But I also think that's part of the fun. What you just described almost convinces me. Of, yeah, you just look at it and go, Ooh, of, what if? Uh, what? Who's Constable Zuvio? <laughs> I think it's kind of fun. So to anyone yeah. I, I guess out there who doesn't, we're, we're gonna take a moment. Uh, set the podcast down for a second. Go get a drink. Take your dog out to the uh, potty. Come on back. We're going to discuss it. Yeah, yeah. So not not huge things necessarily. We'll see. I can't honestly remember if this came out somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I was just excited to see it. So there's a Kylo Ren pop where he's in the TIE fighter. Yeah. And it is Kylo Ren in TIE Whisper. I'm looking that up right now. And myself. I can't remember. I hon- if, if they revealed TIE Whisper somewhere else officially, yeah. I missed it. So we got a, he had a tie silencer before. Now it's a tie whisper. If there's another movie, it would just be a, I did not a tie can't make, speak. Did not immediately make that connection. <laughs> a tie, <laughs> a tie, whisper. shut up, Kylo. Oh. Yeah. So a tie whisper. I thought that was cool because everybody, you know, commented right away from the first teaser. Right. That that ship that's flying at Ray is not the same as that's he had before. And so it's a, a tie, uh, you know, uh, slash. W I modified interceptor. So I guess that's okay. the whisper. The whisper. 
Ty Whisper. Yeah, just I, I thought that name yeah. was cool. Uh, then we got Zori. Uh, uh, we got uh, Lego sets with uh, an A wing. Mm. Yeah, cool A wing with yeah. different colors. Resistance A wing that comes uh, with Snap Wexley and Lieutenant Conics, which is worth the price of of, of a mission there. Uh, yeah, a Conics Lego figure. So yeah, awesome. and Snap. I, I do enjoy Snap. And this is the one that has it has like that weird. Kind of symbol that's on the uh, Republic cruisers in the prequels. Ooh, interesting. Right? Yeah. It's, like a, it's red, half circle, half circle type of thing. Yeah. I think yeah, it's on there. I, okay, interesting. Yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot of symbols going on. So I just thought, I don't know if that's just a snap at an A-wing makes sense. Yeah. That's fun. That's some good variety. Uh, great to see some more uh, Conix merch. There's a yeah. Conix pop as well. Um, of course, Lieutenant Conix, Cato Conix, played by Billy Lord. Um do you think that they're going to have a two-seater A-Wing? <laughs> or is I this mean, just Connix, or is Connix also in an A-Wing, or is it... I think it's it's one of those weird, like, she, she you know, she's ground crew slash ground leadership, you know, type, type of thing. She's coordinating. She's always, that's, so maybe, oh, maybe yeah. it's a... Uh, Salute to you, Snap. Go get him. Oh, yeah. Maybe she's she's flight control. Like, you know, yeah, nope. Yeah. Go in the wrong direction, Snap. Uh, Yeah. Turn it around, Snap. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. Interesting. And then this is a fun one. Uh, Zori Bliss in the Y-Wing. Yeah. So what do you make of that? I don't know what to make of that. I, you know, you know, I love my Y-Wings. I I really, really love the design of Zori Bliss the more. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of look at the figures and stuff coming out. So, you know, it, it's weird to start. You start putting that context in your head. What is she? Is she fly Y-Wing? And we just read, you know, in, in Alphabet Squadron, you got uh, Nath Tencent who had his old Y-Wing flying around. Yeah. So maybe she had something to do with uh, the New Republic Navy or something yeah. like that. Or is it just that is it just she's <laughs> convinced to join the cause? So she's in the big climactic battle yeah. flying around in a Y-Wing? Yeah, so it's fun questions. Nothing too vague. Yeah. Or she just might be paired with a Y-Wing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I should say with all of this, I'm sure there's a bunch of other little details that, yes, uh, that yes. we missed along the way. All right. He, th- this is one that is just, uh, I think, just going to speculate, I think, responsibly. Because at this point, yeah. this is our first just putting the dots together, right? Yeah. Uh, so this, uh, there was a new character who was revealed during the preview uh, stream that Anthony right. Carboni and uh, Andy Gutierrez hosted um, of this new little character named Babu Frick, uh, which I just I love that name. Uh, and they put out yeah, a, an image of him, announced yeah. him. Yeah. Uh, and again, this is for maybe for some people, this is where we're getting into not spoilers, not leaks, but just TMI. Yeah. Didn't want to know that. If so, I understand. Uh, but we're, we're saying it. We're making the choice. Yeah. Uh, so Babu Frick comes with 3PO, the 3PO Black Series. Mm. 3PO also straight up comes with the Bowcaster. Mm. They have shown this on that stream. It's in stores. And 3PO also comes with Babu Frick. And now we've been told that Babu Frick is someone who programs droids. Yeah. So at this point, between Babu Frick, <laughs> Red Eyes, and the Blaster... Yeah, I think we have a little bit of storytelling, right? We got our first connection, contextual yeah. connection. Yeah, yeah, which I'm looking fine with. You know, yeah. this we, this image of three people with a bowcaster has been around the brain for a while now, thanks to that leaked poster, which we'll be discussing later in the show. Uh, yeah, I'm not disappointed because I, I don't know which way it goes. Maybe he saves three PO. Oh, maybe yeah. he gets him back. Oh, to maybe the good he, side. Yeah, yeah. Maybe puts him 
to the bad side, but I can't imagine them. Babu Frick is working for dark side agents or something like that. I can't imagine they pair the figure with them. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think it's too seems, cute to be evil. Yeah. I think this is now one of those like, okay, I have an assumption about what yeah. that for some reason, Babu Frick sets three PO on kill mode and three PO has got Chewie's blaster and it'll be amazing. Right. Yeah. So even if that is the, what, even if that was correct, we still have the fun of, why? why in what context you yeah. know so so that that's fun to think about and definitely getting into tmi time for uh for rise of skywalker it, it is uh, if i may it is, it's interesting you know I, i've talked before on the show i don't i don't collect a lot of 3po and r2 stuff even though i love the characters particularly r2 um i just don't i going back to my childhood never did this is one of the first time i've looked at a 3po character figure black series i know i, I collect and said oh I think I need that one. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I need, I need a little little Babu Frick in three yeah. PO with Blaster. Yeah. Come on, with Bowcaster. Yeah, uh, a couple other products. There was so many out there, but the, a couple that it was we saw advertised, but then it was fun to see them in person. Uh, the Scream Saber mm. and the Force Rage Mask. So the Scream Saber is the one where you can record your own yeah. sound, and then when you wave the lightsaber around, it makes that sound, which already entertain me. But on the box, they've got uh, a kid just having the lightsaber just go wow <laughs> <laughs> they have another kid swinging it in the lightsaber saying meow <laughs> which just entertains me i did see these uh both at the target one of the targets i went to yeah and yeah yeah that scream saver this this can't go wrong right right uh and it was one of those like i don't know if i want to buy that but if it should ever end up in my hands yeah it'll be in good use in my house yeah i think i can deduct that one because i think it's definitely would be for comedy for <laughs> sure i can deduct <laughs> that one from my taxes uh and the force rage mask it also amuses me because uh, it, it's a it's a great kylo ren mask you wear it like many masks they've put out right. it modulates your voice but you flip it over on the back uh and it's got a little demonstration that in order to make the mask glow brighter you shout louder and i wonder if this was designed by someone who hates parents and wants them to suffer (laughs) give a child a mask where the goal is scream louder in kylo ren's voice right truly i mean like, part of the dark side now. <laughs> right that's like a dream come true for <laughs> for a kid right but a nightmare i would imagine for any uh, caregiver yeah we really a child we do need to get a, an official force center jennifer landa statement on the <laughs> force rage mask that shout louder to glow, uh, glow brighter um what uh, do you think that's just a, a merch thing or does that make you speculate at all about the nature of those red uh binds keeping the new yeah. mask together that's I, I yeah that's it's interesting that maybe uh in all this talk of, of of new canon of what masks do and on the dark side and what could be in them and what could be you know what could possess these masks or what possesses the wearer yeah there could be something in that could be something in that because you're sitting around a room and like all right we got to build something for the kids uh, are they screaming at this mask like kylo ren screams ah okay I yeah. can get behind that. The scream sa- uh, saber one, I don't, I don't see there. Oh no, I, I yeah, don't think that's no. a <laughs> yeah. But that was, yeah, force rage, force rage. Maybe that's force the power. Rage. Maybe they just revealed big secret power. Force rage. Oh yeah, that he amplifies his his, yeah. his, his voice becomes you know a, a killing force. Ah, yeah, ah, yeah. Kylo screams and people fall over dead. Yeah, yeah. I just it just struck me as visually interesting because I mm-hmm. kind of did this with Dryden Voss for those striations yeah. on his face pulsed yep. with his anger that it would be interesting if there's something 
uh, it's not just some weird molten yeah. duinium or whatever yeah, yeah. made up material is is keeping that mass together. But Space if there's something, glow, yeah, same, something more force connected or spiritual about it that it can glow uh, would be interesting. Uh, speaking of the dark side, yeah. uh, we have to talk about something unpleasant. Uh, there has been a where's rose discussion. Mm-hmm. There's a, a good uh, summary article on Nerdist about this, which was where I pulled some information. So uh, kind of basic background. A couple products were revealed with rose on them. There was a mm-hmm. shirt that says rebel that just had that actually did have a picture of rose and it was shown during uh, the live stream event. Yeah. When the shirt came out, it just says rebel and there's, no rose on it uh there's uh we can finally talk about there's this poster that leaked yeah ages ago and you and jennifer and i talked about it off air yeah. and we were like eh, maybe some of this is real but then it's like oh damn yeah claude yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh damn ray does have yeah. the blue heroes lightsaber oh damn those yeah. are the knights of rent and yeah. it, oh 3PO's so, got a book has got a book so, so slowly but surely everything mm. on that yeah. poster uh came true to so now that we're getting here now we're we're finally seeing oh this was uh one of the many poster-like images that's just going to be put on a lot of things uh, yeah. there's a tote bag uh mm. showing up other places um so there, in the leaked one that we all saw, there was a, a small rose head in the corner of mm-hmm. the montage. And now that like the tote bags out, Rose's head isn't there anymore. Yeah. So there are some things that are just like, oh, at one point, clearly it was planned yeah. or at least considered that Rose would be a part of this large montage image. Uh, then there are things like, you know, in the Disney, I think nine piece back, I might be getting that wrong, mm-hmm. of like the heroes right it's it's pretty much every major hero but rose Rose. isn't isn't in there um so there are uh, lots of different kinds of omission there's also some discussion about not having rose action figures for that one i will say i think that's a different conversation because there are just a lot fewer action figures of everybody right um there's there's a lot of not hux places yeah which you know might be because yeah kids weren't aren't gravitating towards <laughs> i want to be hucks on the playground which is a hucks yeah. fan i understand <laughs> uh so that's a little bit of a, a, a trying a to do a one. measured breakdown of yeah, like yeah. here here is like yes definitely some places where it does feel like she was removed in other yeah. places where it feels like yep there's a rose funko pop but not much else but that's true of a lot of the characters yeah i think that's a great starting point to 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 remind any anyone uh the knee-jerk reaction either way about it just like hey here's some some whole the figures going back to the Ray thing was uh, valuable, valued, and and but even I remember the Monopoly thing. When Monopoly was like, oh, we just didn't want to reveal that she had the lightsaber. I could see that from a certain point of view, but even JJ was like, "Come on, figure yeah, out a way to do figure it." Figure it out. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think there's that side of it, but the other side of it, yeah, this is this is should be tremendously disappointing to to Star Wars fans all around, yeah. and 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 specific fans of Rose. If you were to see something, and this isn't leaks, this isn't some some toy store was like, "Hey, we got a we got a shirt that we made in the back." here in our van yeah this was an official release of here's this shirt you can get this if you want roses on it and and the poster though that was a leak to see that everything's made it on including claude are are, uh yeah that this is this is uh this makes you think i went at the time of this recording i i haven't seen any big official rebuttal from from anyone uh, any of the toy makers because it's not necessarily always going to be lucasfilm disney too but there's a big 
you know, probably conference conference room table meeting at one point. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that's uh, and, and, and my mind immediately goes to those who shall use this against uh, Star Wars uh, yeah. it, it, from 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 the dark side of ha ha. See your stupid new characters. And I just I don't want to deal with another round of that. So, like, put her on a damn shirt. Yeah. She belongs on a shirt. Yeah, that's the way I feel. Like, you got a big cast, right? Yeah. So make room for everybody. And in in particular, it does seem like just such a great statement to make of, like, hey, uh, you can debate whether or not this was your favorite character. But there's no debate Mm -hmm. to she had a lot of racist and sexist attacks against her. That's just... In fact, yep. you can look it up on Instagram. That yep. happened. Well, you can't find Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, you can't find <laughs> Kelly Marie Tran. Yeah, yeah, so that so this is an actor who was subject to these kinds yeah. of attacks, which is just a real world thing that doesn't have to me much yeah. to anything to do with the character in Star Wars. You know, yeah. you, yeah. Star Wars fan, you can decide which character you like. Whatever. So w- when somebody's already come under that attack, and you have a huge montage image. Why would you remove that person? Yeah. That that is uh, that does feel like are you? It creates the image that you might be trying to placate. Yeah, people who have attacked this actor. Yeah, yeah, you know, straight, yeah, straight up. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah. Looks looks as though you they've won in a way, and that's and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm, I'm I do not want to have to deal with another round of the from those those that side. It's not even a side. Yeah. It's this the flat earthers of Star Wars who are going to say ha 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 nah nah it, uh, yeah. yeah and hopefully we'll get a either correction or an, uh, some sort of acknowledgement or you know like an answer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um. Uh, yeah. 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 So it, yeah. it is. It's definitely a bummer. And, and the last thing I'll say about it is, you know, when I dived into just a little bit of the debates on it, mm-hmm. you know, people who are not fans of the Rose character, uh, or at least that's what they are expressing, where their opinions are coming from. Yeah. Who knows the truth of people's hearts, uh, unless they bear it, obviously, um, have been saying like, well, her action figure was sitting there forever. Mm -hmm. So uh, on the shelves. So of course they took her off this tote bag. And that really bothers me because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm real obsessed with the figures. Rose Mm -hmm. did was on, on the shelves a lot. So was Hawks. Yeah. So was DJ. So is the vintage Snoke. And I would understand if they still did, if they were doing a really robust line of fig- figures yeah. and they left out Rose, they left out Hux, you know, mm. if DJ was in this third movie, but they didn't make him cause he didn't sell like, okay, that's a contained conversation about which yeah. action figures sell. Right. But that's different. It's a moot conversation because we mm. don't have a robust line of action figures. Yeah. The only robust line we have are the pops and she's in she's them. In, yeah. Um, so to me, it's the fact that her figure doesn't sell has nothing to do with removing her from a massive montage image mm-hmm. on a totally unrelated product. For, I don't have it, but probably even a different company. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like Hasbro said, hey, yeah. whoever makes tote bags. Yeah. 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 So it, it's a messy thing. It's not necessarily fun to talk about, but I think yeah. necessary. No, I think uh, there's Rose means a lot to a lot of people. Yeah. And, and uh, that's... That's, uh, you know, great, number one. She's still going to mean a lot to a lot of people. Uh, but it'd be nice to have her on a shirt for them. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> Just I, yeah. that simple. I think and I, again, if, if, if a shirt, had, if, if all the shirts had come out, for me, from my point of view, if, if you said, hey, here's all the things and, well, there's no rose on it. Okay, but the fact that there was an official 
here's what this shirt's going to look like and, and it's gone. Yeah, I, I, that's a fair that is more than a fair question. Yeah, it's a good question to ask. And hopefully maybe we'll get an answer. Yeah. And from a, a perspective of just sort of blatant consumerism, like, hey, there were people who wanted to buy that. Yeah. Could, <laughs> could you release that so people could give you their yeah. money for the character that yeah. a lot of us do like? Yeah. 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 All right. So uh, final wrap up on the Triple Force Friday part of our big old episode. How do you feel about uh, this release in terms of where Star Wars is now? And how do you feel about maybe this will be the last big merchandising event for a while? I'm good with that. Uh, and uh, to kind of go back to what we talked about up the front, like maybe build up a little more anticipation for, you know, a, a, a Force Friday for Kenobi. You and I would be there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, uh, it's Cassian Force Friday. Oh, Get my, a K2SO yeah. with shorts. Yeah, come on. Yeah. Kenobi Tuesday. I want <laughs> yeah. Kenobi Tuesday. Uh, but I think just let it build, much like the movies, too. Anticipation is, is a great thing to have. And absence makes hearts grow fonder and money be saved for bigger purchases later. So I'm okay with a, maybe. Maybe two years from now, we'll get a re- the return of Force Friday. The return of Force Friday. Okay. All right. Uh, any any reflection on what this Force Friday means for the general state of Star Wars? Uh, I I don't think anyone should read too much into it either way. But yeah. that's that's not going to happen. <laughs> um, it's just you know, there's not Marvel Mondays. I don't you know. Is there? I, I don't know. Not, not to my not, knowledge. Not no. Marvel. There's no jo- Joker Saturdays. Uh, <laughs> Star Wars is still pretty powerful. And Star Wars to, you know, have a triple force Friday. Yeah. Five years into this new era and, and have it and have you have a successful one. And again, friends were sending me pictures. Yeah. Look what I got. I just didn't experience it because I went midday to only two locations. So I, I think it, it it's still part of the tapestry of the Star Wars, the love of Star Wars and the experience of Star Wars. Yeah, that's a great note to end on. So we will move on to our next bit of news, which is all of the publishing news uh, from the panel at New York Comic Con. So uh, first off, we'll talk just a little bit about Project Luminous. This has been teased for a long time. Uh, it was still teased <laughs> with only a little yes, bit more yes, yes. <laughs> revealed. So they revealed that they will reveal it in January 2020. Uh, everyone from Delray to Disney Lucasfilm Press to Marvel and IDW are sworn to secrecy about the project, which is another confirmation that this is cross-platform, super, mm. super uh, uh, in, in all of the different uh, kinds of uh, comic book and novelization storytelling. And they showed a slide that I, I believe we've heard before or seen before that says the force is what gives a Jedi his power. It's an energy field created by all living things. Intel project luminous. Uh, and again, the authors are Claudia gray, Justina Ireland, Daniel Jose older, Kevin Scott and Charles Sewell. So what, what are your thoughts and feelings about it at this point? I'm really excited for this. What was the point in time where I was like, oh, this is clearly something to do with Empire Strikes Back because it's 2020. We got nah, this is something different. This, this, the fact that they're holding out a little bit until after until Rise after, of Skywalker, yeah, to me speaks of a, of of a new era, new content, and and a little more of this big connected property that won't necessarily connect to any movies or anything. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Uh, that it's just like, here's what you want. You want all this stories. And they did a little bit of alphabet squadron and, and the tie fighter comic. So it's exciting that, uh, this is so big. They've been working on it. Yeah. Sla- you know, you know, you know, slaving away on it and, 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 and tinkering in the toy shop. Uh, I can't wait till it's finally announced. I don't know what to go. I don't know where I could, 
I don't know where I could think it. Uh, you know, yeah. it, it, to me, it's it's kind of like Ryan's movies or Dan and David's movies, like or any proposed movie. Yeah, Feige too. It's something new. Well, what is that? Yeah. Where can you go? It's somewhere, someone else, most likely. But yeah. yeah, it is really making sense to me. I think when everybody heard Project Luminous, mm-hmm. you know, there was this feeling like, oh, is this gonna, you know obviously have something to do with the force, but yeah. that's kind of star Wars. Um, <laughs> just a little bit, a little bit, even alphabet squadron, you get those passing, you know, mm-hmm. passages of people going force. Mm-hmm. The hell's that about? Um, I do think it lo- makes a lot of sense given where star Wars is headed. That project luminous will give the publishing side a playground mm-hmm. of their own. I think Canon, you know, I think star Wars Canon is going to remain connected, Yeah, but it's a real different mission from 2015 when you're building yeah. up to the sequels and you, you get to now play with uh, what, what happened in between a new hope and empire strikes back in, in the mm-hmm. comics. And now it's like, well, I don't think firm concrete decisions have been made yeah. about what's next for the movies. So it makes sense. The publishing side says, Let's just let's just find an area that we can plan that's mm-hmm. not going to disrupt everything, anything yeah. that might be coming. That's and it's with this great list of, of creators attached to it. This idea that, yeah, uh, like you said, go go in this sandbox, create a new sandbox. You have thousands of years of the Republic. You have uh, going forward potentially places to go. What if this is the future? Yeah. Uh, what if it's deep past? And now I'm not talking, you know, Knights of the Old Republic. I'm talking about just, you know, we got a lot of ground to play with of, yeah. of this this world and and like you said not being not being super connected but not the pressure of supporting the movies or you know tracing it all the way back to the movies which yeah. a lot of the new material is i really like that yeah yeah very very interested for that uh some of these uh we'll talk about a little bit and some of them are just bullet points of news uh one bullet point of news the rise of skywalker novelization will be written by ray carson yeah. and out march 2020 ray carson has written a couple of short stories and various things and the uh, solo prequel, uh, Young Reader, Most Wanted, which which we really loved. Uh, yeah. So I'm excited for that. Very excited. I love what she did with Most Wanted. I love what she did with uh, the character of Kira. Yeah. I've seen so much through her eyes, and I think you'll learn a lot about Han through Kira's eyes. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm really excited about that one. Yeah, me too. Uh, let's see if our excitement holds as we go to this next bullet point. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. we got a Ken face. Uh, Thrawn, colon. Ascendancy Trilogy coming out May 2020, a new trilogy of novels that will be an origin story for Thrawn in the Chiss Ascendancy in the Unknown Regions. It's everything that happened uh, with Thrawn before he showed up all long hair and sexy mm-hmm. in uh, in the <laughs> Imperial uh, part of town, Imperial part of space. Uh, so how are you feeling, Ken? Well, uh, I'll be reading it. <laughs> it will um, be in my hands. I okay. Will, I will read it. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that we are generally on the same page that we're not necessarily, we're not Thrawn super fans. We like him. And we both yeah. enjoyed the first two novels mm-hmm. in the other Thrawn trilogy mm-hmm. a little bit more than we expected. And the third one, we felt Zahn was a little boxed in yeah. by what, what could happen because of where Thrawn was going with Rebels. Right. It's great. Yeah, it's fair. That's true. Look, here's the thing. I'm not, it's not, I'm not interested in the Chiss Ascendancy. Uh, I, I did not read Outbound Flight, but I heard great things about it. That's the one of the ones that was a legend's Zon taken Thrawn outside of the realm of the galaxy we okay. were familiar with. So I you know a lot of people are excited for this. I just, it's also, I, you know, maybe it's just, it's just the writing style. It's just, I don't 
I've got three more novels of three degrees to the right, three degrees <laughs> to the right, sir. Three degrees, turn it like. It's just a personal stylistic thing of, yeah. And and I feel the same way there. There are moments of the Thrawn books that dive into character. Yeah. And there's even to me, uh, I was jokingly describing Thrawn as like, you know, a cozy tea mystery where you're like, oh, you know, Thrawn's going to figure it out. (laughs) The question is how. And I even enjoy that up to a point. But total subjective thing of, yeah, like the real real specificity of action yeah can get a little repetitive to me i, I feel alexander freed does it better right now uh i just for me for me just reading every little detail in alphabet squadron you, you, it's almost as detailed but it moves yeah and this one's like a technical manual i think it's i think it's because you know the difference in style but also like the difference in perspective because mm-hmm. i was thinking the same thing of like alexander freed writes the accuracy in the chaos of battles yeah so he'll write when a pilot is on their game on top of the situation and knows exactly what they're doing but then something explodes and and all they can see out of their canopy is fire and chaos and they don't know what the hell to do next yeah like that gets to this personal thing and thrawn is always so in control Mm. that i think i miss feeling that connection to a character that Mm. can be fallible and can be afraid and i can be worried for thrawn of what will happen next you know it's a it's a great point it, it's it's you know he's always even when he's in the battle he's watching it from afar yeah because he always <laughs> he, he already right he already it. figured it out with his paintings in the back room which is awesome i love that idea and i do like the thrawn yeah. care i like the original version i like him in rebels don't get me wrong but yeah when it's just like he thrones in a fist fight and it reads like i knew he was going to punch with his left wrist because i had read the brochure that he left in it like <laughs> just punch man just punch just punch it is it is he he, he is uh he's sherlock holmes and mm-hmm. agatha christie all wrapped up it's great um i do have some hopes uh for this so yeah i do some, yeah. some of the interesting stuff about the chis ascendancy has in hinted at in the other novels has been mm-hmm. the four sensitive navigators that uh they usually age out of being able to use the force, which is interesting storytelling to me about losing your ability to be intuitive mm. once you get older. Um, there have been those drops about Skywalker meaning force user in some mm. languages in the unknown regions. Yeah. Uh, there's been drops lots of other places about all of the horrors of unknown regions. Yeah. So if this is Thrawn learning to be a military man... But he's a little more fallible because he's young, surrounded by the the Chiss culture's relationship to the Force and dealing with fun, pulpy horrors of the unknown regions. All that excites me. Uh, and yeah, and if, if there's any connection to Palpatine, maybe even Palpatine prior to Phantom Menace, mm. uh, if there's some kind of insights to that, the Force stuff's a great, uh, how they look at the Force. Because I do like, and I didn't think I would like this much, but upon reflection, I do like a lot of the legacy, uh, the Legend of Luke Skywalker book stuff, dealing with things that are the Force but not the Force. Like that's yeah. really interesting to think. Like, you know, in in Cleveland, it's pop, and here I drink soda. Like, yeah. uh, you know, <laughs> I, I like this. Uh, I like that. So that and any kind of insights, and it's a ch- this, this is you're hearing me struggle with something that I. I don't necessarily gravitate towards too, which is a story outside of the world that I know. It doesn't mean I don't want old Republic or, or going forward, but I like it in that galaxy. Yeah. And this could be, there could be uh, never a mention of anything I'm familiar with 
and it's still Star Wars because they're canon and it's just ascendancy's there. And now we got these grisks and all these things. But if there's no crossover, I don't, again, I don't need Thrawn to sit down and have tea with Palpatine. Yeah. I just, it, it's a challenge for me to connect with it if it yeah. doesn't connect to what I grew up loving. Yeah. Rebellion versus the Empire. Well, and it, yeah. it could be a big surprise that book two is, the, you know, Thrawn ascendancy, uh, yeah. young Snoke. Like, yeah, I kind of think that this is a thing where they're letting Zahn have his total own playground. We're like, hey, we're not going to do a lot with this, so y- you go crazy. Right. But in theory, Snoke's floating around the unknown regions. In theory, eventually, uh, if the Purgles did take Thrawn and Ezra to the unknown regions, as we all speculate, mm-hmm. um, again, we're speculating, at some point, an entire series of books about the unknown regions you would think would be laying some canon yeah. about who are the species, what are the politics, mm-hmm. what are the some of the key planets. Then it's interesting to go like, are they letting him do some groundwork? And eventually mm-hmm. Felony will come along and go, I'm, I'm telling my <laughs> yeah. my Ezra, later Thrawn, Sabine, Ahsoka story. And yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Zahn, Zahn created the planet yeah. that's all mushrooms. Great. Cool. Right. I'll have some action on the all mushrooms planet. Mushtopolis. Mushtopolis. Right planet. <laughs> Whole city's <laughs> mushrooms. Don't eat anything. Uh, all right, moving on to another yeah. bullet point. Uh, Alphabet Squadron Shadowfall, the second book in that trilogy, yeah. is out June 2020. My only note is, yay! Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> Having just finished it, we just get our review, and I think the day we released a review, this was announced. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, excited. And I actually really like that title. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. Uh, th- this is another just kind of bullet point, point one. There's going to be a Clone Wars anthology that's going to come out August 2020. It is a middle-grade short story collection by an insane number of authors. Yeah. And they're going to be not new stories, but retelling Specific episodes and arcs of the Clone Wars from various characters' perspective. So I really love this. Uh, I the the middle grade thing throws me off a little bit, not because I don't enjoy those or have you know read those books yeah. and, and gotten great things out of them. I immediately had that like adult ownership, like oh, no 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 no, my, <laughs> I want a dark clone story. Like, I, I don't know even know where that comes from. Yeah, it makes sense because the Clone Wars, if it's, it's a retelling of some of the big Clone Wars animated stories and arcs and moments and characters like yeah you'd want to target it for that i'm really excited but the 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 the, the, the from another perspective is interesting yeah like that's really interesting to me because i always like the from a certain point of view um idea mm. theme of star wars i like taking it, it gets to the the tension of star wars that yeah. it is as, at some point uh, on some level a morality tale for 12 year olds but it's about war yeah so like okay how do you tell that like here's the story of fives in a horrific battle and you 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 tell it honestly but you still tell it in a way that's approachable yeah for a younger person to to start to play with these heavy and dark ideas is one of the i think the values of star wars yeah and you, you said it from a certain point of view and i, and I started thinking of the an- anthology the the from a certain point of view oh, yeah. anthology and there were some stories some were just wild clue horn adventures and everything but yeah. there were some that was just like Here's the imperial officer or imperial, uh, you know, soldier that had to watch uh, Alderaan be blown up and Leia and uh, tor- like tortured and everything. It's like that's his perception, and that really added something to a scene I grew up watching. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that's yeah. Do, do that with the Clone Wars. That's great. <laughs> I have uh, high hopes for a chapter from the perspective of Terrace Anube, mm-hmm. and then one from <laughs> I'm a gun die. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> How did I'm gonna die? 
<laughs> feel about being saddled with that yeah. uh, prophetic name. Yeah. Moving on, uh, Barnes and Noble uh, put on their website a preview, and this is the second one we've got of the new novel coming out very soon in November: Resistance Reborn. Uh, you know, I, I put this in here because I, I thought people might be excited to talk about it, and then I, I read it. Mm. It's so dense. Uh, it's loaded with familiar faces. To me, the headline is just, if you read this excerpt, you get the picture that this novel is really like, Hey, this is, this is going to be the story about the resistance getting back on its feet. And because of that, it's going to pull in characters from all of these different places. Yeah. Um, so I, I I thought instead of digging in and bullet pointing every one of those characters, maybe we just kind of talk about it big picture and then we'll, we'll dive into it when the novel when comes, comes out. out yeah. Uh, so it, it, if you haven't read it, uh, like I said, it's got a bunch of familiar names. Uh, are you excited for that? Are you excited to have basically a who's who of who is alive <laughs> and willing to fight in between Last Jedi I'm, and Rise of Skywalker. I really am more than I think even I would expect myself. And as someone who's read all the comics, I'm, I'm poking through now. And then, you know, Black Squadron. You got Jessica Pava and, and Sir Linda uh, Javos, which is from the comics, from the Poe Dameron comic, and and uh, that immediately just I, I perk up. I, yeah. And I love the character Jess, Jess Pava. Um, uh, so I'm not surprised there. But but like. Yeah, I, I love kind of this, like, all right, we're going to connect it all together yeah. and fill in those gaps. And now, and then Inferno Squad and, and, and Shriv, give me Shriv, know, right? and he's there. And Zay, uh, I, I really, when when Leia in a book or a comic talks about Iden Versio, any way, shape, or form, yeah. I go, oh, yeah, I, I invested in that character. So it pays yeah. off. Which, again, I played that. Yeah, I understand yeah. why you'd want maybe more of that in the movie, just... It does not work that way. It, this this kind of storytelling, the big picture, tentpole picture storytelling, cannot rely on you playing Zay, you know, Versio and, and a downloadable <laughs> content add-on to a video game. It right. can't. Right. Um, she could be there. I get it. But so in book form, I'm excited about it. Yeah. And to me, it's a, it's a place to celebrate the fact that there are different kinds of storytelling in the movies and mm-hmm. the novels are – the movies are going to have nods. You know, yeah. but they're going to need the elbow room to, to tell the stories that they are telling. And they're going to do tip the iceberg storytelling. And the novels and the comics are a place where we can go to feel rewarded of like, if you yeah. play the downloadable content from yeah. a video game, it's going to get mentioned in a novel by one of the main characters <laughs> of Star Wars. Yeah. You know, that's that's cool. It's awesome. <laughs> and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, moving on to some comic book announcements. These are big ones. So... As we've talked about before, they're wrapping up Star, the main Star Wars comic, right. so they can reboot the main Star Wars comic. That's yeah. Yeah, I remember when I was a kid, and Batman's. I'm not even going to say what number it was, but it was in the hundreds because it just kept rolling. Yeah, yeah. And now, oh man, reboots and reboots. Reboot, so reboot. there's going to be a new Star Wars number one, a new ongoing Star Wars comic. It's going to be the story set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. It is going to be written by Charles Sewell. Mm-hmm. Coming out in January, uh, there was a longer interview with Charles Sewell on StarWars.com. Here are the bullet points that I pulled out. Uh, he wants to, he's real excited to just talk about all the things he imagined as a kid. Of right. How did everything happen between Empire and Jedi? So uh wants to show how Luke coped with the physical and emotional trauma of being maimed right. uh, by someone who claims to be his father. Um, 
wants to talk about how Leia bounced being a rebel leader and wanting to go after Han and uh, how the rebellion rebuilts. It's in a real lost a lot of infrastructure fleeing Hoth, mm-hmm. but then Return of the Jedi has the biggest armada it's had so far. Yeah. And then he also teased Lobot. He said there's a the deleted scene in Empire where, where we see that Lobot got left behind on Cloud City. And he wants to run with that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Again, Star Wars storytelling, depending on deleted scenes yeah. from 1980. So what are your thoughts? You, you've been following along with the comics. They're rebooting it. They're yeah. going to fill in a lot of the gaps. How are you feeling? As a Marvel G.I. Joe uh, uh, original line fan, which is still going, and they brought it back. And, and, uh, <laughs> Uh, what's his name? Larry Hammond started writing it again. It's like in the two hundreds or something. Um, I, I know what you mean. I'm okay with it. And and uh, and that series, the main line had got times gone directions. I was oh yeah, I'm fine. Read it. it's comic. It doesn't affect my fandom at all. But I wanted these big questions, and and Soul's answering exactly how I wanted him to answer. I've been dreaming about this since I was a kid. Yeah. So why the expectations in episode seven were immeasurable because we've all been writing that movie since 1983. Right. So no, and, and it's really three years between new hope and empire was, is great and good stuff, but I think some giant leaps happen in this year and yeah. he's touching upon them. The, the, the Luke stuff is potentially really deep. The balance of leg that I never really thought about it too much, but we know this character of Leia. She's going to do what's right. She's going to lead at the cost often of herself or her, those close around her, for better or worse. And but she needs to go after Han, and she probably needs to go after him for the rebellion, even though he's not you know General Solo yet. But also because of what she feels, and that's and how maybe does she try to justify it? Does she know this is just a natural extension of what I do? Like that's some. Real interesting emotional stuff. Plus, I want to see Luke go, I got a plan. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> Sewell hinted at that as well. Yes. Uh, yeah, I, the emotional stuff excites me Yeah, uh, more than the, uh, I want to I phrase this uh, gently, answering the jokes we've been making since 1983. Right. Right? Like, right. yeah, Luke's plan is, is obviously set up to be uh, something that makes sense from a the viewer's perspective of, right. hey, here, there's that character. Hey, there's that character. Hey, there's that character. Now yeah. Luke comes in and saves the day. Uh, you know, you, you pull back and Luke's, Luke's plan has some, yeah, probably- there's, there's some, uh, you know, I did a whole Star Wars counseling yes. episode on it of, of how to piece through what maybe there are a couple different plans going. I, yeah. You know, I think the, the big picture thing to me that I like is that Luke's like, let's try everything yeah. before I go in there swinging right. with a lightsaber. Absolutely. Every little thing. Every every chance before mm-hmm. violence, which you know, tees up where Luke is in Return of the Jedi. Tees up his what he learned from running from going into the cave with his weapons when Yoda told him he didn't need to. It's everything, right? Yeah. Uh, so I really hope that uh, that Charles Sewell, who is, is great on this kind of emotional stuff, leans more on that. Of yeah. you know, is is this why Luke made this convoluted plan of let's try everything like before that. we go to to violence? Mm-hmm. Um, and for Leia, yeah, I mean, I feel like Empire Strikes Back is a film about the characters discovering themselves. Mm-hmm. And I think what Leia discovers about herself is is being able to let down the the guards of of being just a person of total uh, official mm-hmm. and strength and duty and, and imagine uh, uh, and see herself as somebody who can just love someone right. and love someone she didn't expect to love, like Han. So that's great to pick up and say... Mm-hmm. Okay, well, she should just 
do her responsibility and take care of the rebellion. Yeah. But she wants to run off and save her, this person she loves. Yeah. You know, cause I don't think that's yeah. a rebellion mission. I think that's yeah. Oh, a yeah, huge yeah. amount of rebellion leadership going. We know we have the empire to beat, but we think this is the spirit of the fight. This is yeah. why we fight for each other. Yeah. You know, and it, the, it's a small line in return of the Jedi, but Han saying, thanks. Thanks for coming back for me. Like he can't believe it. Right. Yeah. In the fact that Luke and Lamb both make that choice is mm. so important, like to the, to the themes of star Wars and the themes of like, Friendship is not a weakness. Attachment is not a weakness. It's so weird to stop and think that, and, and, and you always had that sense as a kid, you know, we got to get back to the rebellion type of, of attitude, but yeah. it's like to actually to pull back and go, yeah, they had a war going on and they needed to, their top superstars needed to go get him and included undercover with a new asset Lando. Like, yeah. And how valuable it was. And again, you think as a kid, like these, the, the rebellion is these five or six characters. We yeah. know now it's this entire <laughs> armada. Um, you know, I just like it. I just love that. I want to, I want them to cut back to Akbar, uh, Maydeen and Mothma just like looking at their watches. Uh, hopefully they're back. Yeah. We got to go regardless. Yeah. <laughs> Get that briefing room set up. Yeah. I hope there's, uh, yeah, just a bunch of scenes with, uh, with uh, Hera not acknowledging uh, the presence or existence of Jason Sindula as well. Because <laughs> that's because, right? Because she, in she, theory, yeah. she would have to be pregnant at the beginning of the Galactic Civil War, right? Because yeah. that's yeah. where Rebels leaves off. So, yeah, yeah, by by this period, there should be a, there should certainly be a Jason running around. <laughs> Fascinating. All right, moving on to another new series. There's going to be a new, another new Darth Vader series uh, written by Greg Pak out in February 2020. Uh, focusing on what Vader has lost. Um, there's another uh, quote that was on the Twitter f- uh, thread from Star Wars Newsnet, uh, mm-hmm. who was there at the panel in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so they tweeted this out, uh, and I'm, I'm not sure, I wasn't sure f- from the context of the tweet if they were paraphrasing, okay. or if this is a direct tweet, tweet uh, quote, but Star Wars Newsnet, that thread, they did just a great job of covering this panel, so shout out to them. Uh, but this tweet said, Vader will hunt down the people that hid his son and who raised his son to make him so weak to say no on that bridge and Darth Vader. And, uh, that sells it on, uh, sells me on a little bit more than when I initially heard him. I love Vader. Yeah. Uh, and I, I was listening to our friend uh, Alex, Star Wars Explained, talk about this. Like, all right, we've had a lot of Vader content, even though it's a character I love and I think there's things to get into. Like, we've had a lot. But... Charles Soule series changed my idea on that, too. Another one. Oh, this is the best one they've probably got. 25 great issues. So that one right there of, of Vader. Of Vader is told no. Yeah. By the, the, the person he knows in his heart is his son. What does that do to him? What is that? That sells me on this idea. Yeah. If you can tell me that story in panel form. Yeah. I'm excited. It's a, it's, it is a very exciting emotional place for Vader to be. And my, just practically my mind goes to if, if he does decide like, well, I'm going to lash out mm-hmm. at the people who hid my son. Like, yeah, that's going to be a frustrating mission. If it's, if that's truly functionally his mission, yeah. because almost everyone involved is already gone. <laughs> right. So I wonder if that is going to be without being comic, without being yeah. funny, the story of you really angry. <laughs> And you have no one to kill. Like, <laughs> just shake down Wu Hair. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, we've already seen him track down the um, the mm-hmm. funeral director, right? Yeah. Who faked Padme's Padme's pregnancy, yep. right? So yeah. 
I, and I don't know if uh, I, I've read a lot of the comics, not all of them. I don't know if he's going, gone to Polis Massa and killed everyone there. Uh, right. But, I mean, he doesn't have Owen Brew to work with, doesn't have Obi-Wan to work with, doesn't seem to ever be aware of Yoda's existence. Yeah. Uh, already blew up Bale and Brea. Like, yeah. he's, he's he doesn't have a lot to work with, right? It does not have a lot, which is why this is potentially more, uh, this is what probably I think excites us and our Force Center listeners. Like, this isn't so much of the, he's going to go kill a bunch of people. It's Vader sitting there going, why did he say no? Right. Can I get him to say yes? Do I want him to say yes? What am I trying to get him to say yes to? To join Palpatine or rule with me? Like, and, and and it's that war between Vader and Anakin that still goes on to the very end. What does that mean? I am way more there for that. But I do want him to go back to the cantina and ask uh, Wu Hair, what, what, what did you do? But, uh, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, so that is all of the books and comics. Just a large Woo! volume of content. <laughs> so uh, deep breath. Yeah. And we'll move on uh, to the Empire article. Uh, so we talked a lot last week about just the teases uh there's a long article there's lots of fun things in it uh but i just wanted to focus on this little mini interview with chris terrio specifically chris terrio screenwriter with jj abrams uh said that they had two main questions going into the writing of rise of skywalker uh and this is a little bit longer but i'm just going to read it here's question one who is Ray? He, Chris Terrio says, which is a question that people not only wonder about quite literally, but wonder about in the spiritual sense. How can Ray become the spiritual heir to the Jedi? We kept coming back to who is Ray and how can we give the most satisfying answer to that? Not only factually, because obviously people are interested in whether there's more to be learned of Ray's story, but more importantly, who is she as a character? How will she find the courage and will and inner strength and power to carry on what she's inherited? So, yeah, juicy stuff, juicy mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, there is definitely the implication that we've been told a couple of times now that we're not we're not retconning mm-hmm. uh, Ryan Johnson's episode eight because J.J. Abrams pretty much said that directly. Mm-hmm. Never felt like he had to correct anything. Mm-hmm. There's more to the story. Yeah. So we're going to get more, which he seems to be acknowledging. But then he is literally saying more importantly yeah who is she what does it mean to inherit this inner power and this external responsibility of being the wielder of the power the first part of what he's saying is is, is very exciting and is tremendously exciting to a lot of fans like we, they want to know still you know we, if her parents truly are buried in a pauper's grave who were they who put the who put the parents there why are they blah, blah, all those yeah those, why did they get rid of her yeah, yeah all those questions are great and i'm sure we'll get some of that i just way more excited by the second part of this of this character of who she is and and where she starts i love going to the start we're going to start of Ray. She's uh, she's definitely dreaming about being elsewhere. But she doesn't want to be elsewhere, and she traps herself there. And she doesn't think she's part of the story. Then she is. And how do you deal with that when you are faced with? Guess what? You're actually really important and powerful, not just as a Jedi, but as a person, as on an individual basis. And sometimes we want to run away from that. 
And maybe that will be part of what motivates. That's way more exciting. I want to dive into that. Yeah, I I, I absolutely want to talk about that pretty much right now and always Always. at all times. (laughs) uh, Brushing my teeth at night. Wife, I want to talk about who Ray really is. Yeah, to me, it gets down to almost this really interesting question of uh, because of the kind of storytelling that Star Wars does Mm -hmm. that especially a new hope. It starts out with just sort of archetypes, right? Right. The hopeful, young, naive hero with the heart of gold and the, the smuggler who's been around the block and the old mentor who knows the truth. And you know, the, the princess who has all the responsibility on her shoulders. There's always this interesting question of, are the characters just kind of straightforward archetypes? Mm. Are they shaped by the events that we see happen to them in the movies Right. Or do you even get down to a, a much more kind of realism storytelling style where, you know, as a writer, you give you give characters quirks. You, you yeah. certainly give them the things in the past that shape them. But just like kind of glowing from their DNA. Yeah. Are they a person who has a sense of humor? Are they a person like, frankly, Adam Driver, who just like you were born kind of serious, <laughs> like just those essential truths of say, who you, are you versus, <laughs> you know, nature versus nurture. Yeah, you described Oscar Isaac and Adam Driver. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just uh, a simpler way to yeah. say that would have been nature versus nurture. But yeah. in Star Wars, it's so much about like, yeah, the icon. So what I think about with Ray as a character of who she is, yeah, is a story of someone who knows what it is to be abandoned, mm-hmm. downtrodden. And have to fight yeah. for everything you've ever had. So I, I see her character as somebody who goes like, well, of course I want to defend people. Of course yeah. the the First Order shouldn't be allowed to attack mm-hmm. people. But then it also makes sense of like, oh, but Kylo felt like, excuse me, Ben felt yeah. like he was attacked mm-hmm. by Luke. Yeah. So maybe I'll try to understand what that's about. But like, now where does that... The, all those things that shaped her, where does that go when she starts to say, oh, I'm Luke Skywalker now. Yeah. I'm the myth that people are whispering about. Is she even real? Mm-hmm. Can she really do that? Yeah. So how does that change this essential building blocks of who she is when she adopts that yeah. mantle yeah. or or refuses to? Or refuses to. Yeah. What does she do when she has this power you yeah. know when she when it's fully realized uh, uh going back to you know her and force awakens and to where she is now it, it, it's a self-discovery that she doesn't didn't necessarily want where i've always felt that luke in the iconic shot is staring out of the twin sons going i i know there's something more for me yeah i, I know want something. something i want something yeah, yeah. and ray does not have that belief she scratches those days on that wall to keep her there it's these routines and then I, I look as Ray as a very she's a very serious character, right? Right. By necessity. I love when those moments of joy pop out. I bypass the compressor. Yeah. That's the true Ray to me. But she's had to have be become serious to be a survivor, right? She she's all cut adrift on this world by himself. So what happens when she starts maybe being allowed to be more herself because she has this power? Right. Does, does she we've seen her Dark Ray, but we've seen her angry, right? We've that one shot of her throwing something in the forest or whatever. Right. Like, what happens when she's allowed to be herself, but also in control of the, not the galaxy, but 
the, the front stage yeah. of the story. It, it, I don't know all the answers. This is why I'm not I'm glad I'm not Chris Terrio mm. in this moment. Yeah, but like, uh, yeah, if if, uh, if I got to be Chris Terrio, yeah. and we were talking, like, yeah. where my mind starts to go is seeing like a a scene with Finn where if she is just feeling the frustration and the responsibility and just mm-hmm. like, I'm, I'm a warrior to save the galaxy. And that's, that's what I am yeah. now. Uh, doesn't matter how I feel about the force. I need to use it to save everyone. And right. I'm feeling this weight. I'm feeling this Leia like pressure of just being the one who has to do something. Yet mm-hmm. Finn coming to her. Cause she also has this powerful connection to friends. Right. Yeah. And they can bond over. You didn't get to just express who you were, right. You didn't have an opportunity and yeah. get Finn, I wouldn't be surprised to have a, a scene where Finn's like, just reach inside and, and who are you? Yeah. Who are you? You know, if you had never been, had to be a scavenger. Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. Who do you want to be? Cause I, cause Finn had to go through that too, right? Yeah. He's hammered into a shape and he rejected it. And that's, what's so great about their childlike connection mm-hmm. in the force awakens of they both get to be like, who, who, who are we? How does the galaxy work? Yeah. Where are we? What's going on? Yeah. You know, and Finn's first to run away from it all, <laughs> run away from it all. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm really excited for delving deep yeah. into her character. And it makes me more excited that the, any answers we get functional answers about where did she come from? What's the actual mm-hmm. backstory? Mm-hmm. Is she born of the force? Does it turn out she was a clone? I, I don't need that or want that, but yeah. it makes me certain that those things will be in there not to answer any puzzles, yeah. but because they affect who she is the same way. Luke figuring out you could be as bad as Darth Vader. You mm-hmm. have that in your blood. You have, yeah. you, you get to make the choices and if you make this choice, that's where you end up. Yeah. And so it, it was, it mattered to Luke. It wasn't a puzzle. And and I, that's all I want. I, I don't care if she is, mm-hmm. yeah, a, a clone of, you know, my favorite obscure Jedi, Tara Sanube. I don't yeah. care. As long as it matters to her. Absolutely. This is why I am, I'm really confident about this, this part of nine, you know, yeah. I'm not confident about parts of nine. Claude. We're looking forward to Claude. We're really looking forward to Claude here for Center. But the, the 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 you know to get hung up on is she Ray Palpatine? I'm I'm fine with the answer, and now I trust that if she's Ray Palpatine, it will flow into what that means for her. Right, right. You know, you, here's your new business card. What are you going to do with this? title this name what does it mean it makes me excited it's in good hands yeah it's in good yeah hands. in 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 great rhythms with uh with the, the themes of of finn and friends and family yeah. and that and so so i'm very excited about that so that's just question one diving into question two here is what chris terrio said the second one meaning second question is how strong is the force? It sounds a little simple, but actually when you get down to it, that is a sort of Zen koan that we would really meditate on, not literally in yoga poses or anything, but like we would discuss, what is the force and how strong is the force? Those two things were really important. This one grabbed headlines. It got, you know, uh, I yeah. saw a lot of articles of how strong is the force? Uh, right. And th- these are things that certainly uh, Lucas and Filoni have pontificated on in interviews. Yeah. They've embedded in particularly Clone Wars storytelling. This goes to the heart of some of our most, you know, remembered Yoda and Obi-Wan Kenobi speeches and, mm-hmm. and even Luke talking in The Last Jedi. What what are you feeling is is next to explore about the Force or right to question or validate or introduce new mm-hmm. in 9? What I, I don't know if I'm going to get the answer. Here's where my mind goes. 
is what does the force want and that how does yeah. that relate to how strong the force is because it <clears throat> the force knows it can't impose its will on you i guess it controls yeah. you it can, it can control your actions and thoughts and give you a little extra skills if but you also let it right you let it but also if you if, if you grab onto it and bend the force to your will and turn evil does does the force we always joke does the force have a side it's choosing for we always think of the force as good and i think that's the way i always lean as well I just saw something today. Uh, uh, Pete Shostak is is the guy, and I always say his name almost right. Uh, <laughs> does the art of the Star Wars book? Follow him; he's a great follow. Oh, he's Star he's Wars fan. wonderful, yeah. And, and he's always got some great stuff. And they were just, and I, I wish I had a little bit more detail. I was I was scanning it this morning when I was coming in about uh, uh, you know some of the the original ideas behind um, uh, how. Uh, how strong is the force and Kenobi and what his sacrifice meant for the force and, and what uh, I, I, I'm so excited. I lost my train of thought a little bit, but oh, yeah, uh, yeah. He had that tweet about Kenobi that that's yep. when he sacrificed himself, that maybe that was creating a bond, a bridge between right. Anakin and Luke. And, yeah. ah, and thank you. He also led to the idea of the force wants balance, but what side needs it? Yeah. And these are big, Lucas questions, Filoni questions, and and a lot of other people. There's a lot of other people in the making of these movies and the productions and the uh, production design and concepts and everything where they're talking all about this stuff. And and to have Terrio sit there and go, yeah, we're wondering that too. And it isn't an X button on the game. Yeah. And that uh, Strong in the Force is nothing to do with that. Right. It's not can Darth Maul beat Darth Vader in a lightsaber fight. It is about the absolute. What what story are we telling by defining the the Force and the limits of the Force? And how strong and what does the Force want with that strength? Yeah, I you know I I, I have become biased because I did this episode of uh, of Star Wars Council a while back about balance in the Force about that mm-hmm. question of like, well, wasn't the Force in balance when there were just a few Sith and a few Jedi, which is uh, mm-hmm. you know a thing that comes up with the fans and and I've just really from my own personal headcanon gravitated towards kind of some of the ideas that Luke says in Last Jedi that that the Force is in balance mm-hmm. when there's life and death, there's yeah. joy and there's pain. Porgs live and porgs die. A natural predator might eat a porg. And that goes to some of the kind of harder stuff that yeah. that's in the prequels where Yoda's trying to tell Anakin, like, well, it's really sad if somebody dies, but that that's a, that's the dark side. There's death and there's decay. And that's the dark side when it's hmm. in natural state. And the, the unnatural thing yeah. is to try to to control and say, you can't yeah. like if you look at the forces it is like the energy and the tension that holds everything together of like and it, it is like an ocean of like well it tides mm. and it you know and then it washes out and the the things you know the energy that made this porg this luminous porg spreads out <laughs> into the galaxy and a thousand years from now that and it, same energy makes a wookie yeah. like it, and I, that idea to me of the force of like hey I, we don't want the dark side we don't want the mm. things being unnaturally corrupted right yeah you know someday the planet uh wobani might naturally the sun might naturally super supernova and it might naturally burn up yeah so be it that's real different than the emperor coming in and going okay. i am going to drill into this planet and rip its core mm. out in an unnatural way and that that to me is what i think about the balance yeah. of the the light and dark and i think what luke is trying to get out of hey the lights and dark is here whether we ever any of us ever pick up a lightsaber again or use it to move rocks. Yeah. But it does feel, feel like the ultimate story of, of last Jedi and of star Wars is that Luke, Luke is incorrect. He, he has a responsibility to act. Yeah. 
which makes me start thinking about well, what if the force just wants to get people to their natural point of choice? Mm, that's interesting. There's so much talk about it is your yeah. destiny. You can't avoid your destiny. And what if the force is just like, you know what? We're facilitators. <laughs> we're <laughs> we're not making, in a room. We're not making decisions, but you two do need to sit in this room and, yeah. and work it out. And yeah, yeah. you're destined to do that. And, and, and you have this connection. You have mm. this power. You got to choose how to use it. Mm. Um, so, so make that decision. I love a lot of, uh, I love everything you're saying here, but a lot of it points me to the site what we were talking about earlier of, of the force being outside of this galaxy. We know, uh, you know, Sith Jedi yeah, and mist weavers and tide riders and all these other things. <laughs> and the, the Skywalkers of the Chiss ascendancy yeah. and the unknown regions. I am more interested in that than I ever thought. Cause again, I, I am rebellion versus the empire. Give me ships and fights and what that teaches about characters. I'm yeah. not just here for the action, but I am more interested in getting that answer of what does the force want. And I love what you're saying. I think it's real powerful what Luke is saying in The Last Jedi of, of the, of that true balance. Cause again, Lor Santeca gives us the, uh, you know, without Jedi, there's no balance, but that's his. And, and poor old Pablo will tweet till his heart uh, explodes that uh, that's a character. Dialogue is not canon. Dialogue is a point of view of a character in a canon story. That's a guy running yeah. something called the Church of the Force. <laughs> yeah, he's exactly. he's going to be a little pro Jedi, right? Yeah, and it's all you can. It, I think it's 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 all very valuable information from these characters. But the Force, to me, the Force is yet to answer for itself. Quite yeah, yet. I mean, there's little examples along the way. Right. Right. But uh, yeah, and it, it, with, with the Lor Santeca perspective, it gets this really interesting place, which might tie back to Ray and why why they're an, asking some of these questions. Of it's easy to see how uh, the Force could be out of balance if the dark side is being used to destroy things before their time, right? right? right. Uh, and, and to generate pain and suffering, right? Because you're eradicating life when you build a Death Star and you blow up Alderaan and every blade of grass and all of that is ripped out of existence. You can understand how that's, eh, it's amplifying the dark side. Yeah. But what is amplifying the light Mm. in, Mm. could it, it would, Mm. if, you know, in it, to me in a Jedi's perfect world, there isn't conflict and they just go around helping with getting people out of the way of a natural disaster. (laughs) And, you know, Teaching, you know, having summer camps uh, to teach different species, uh, you know, better exercise regimen through lightsaber training. Like they just want to yes. do good, good, right? And good. expound, expand light, and like that gets to a really, yeah. you know, they don't want to negate the no. the reality of darkness, right? Because no, they thing, want things yeah. things die Perhaps and be there people for comfort, have conflict, right? Yeah. But yeah. what is just expanding? The light and like it's interesting to think of like is is, is anything with Ray going to get to that mm. even hinting at that sort of level of depth of like well if I'm the light am, am, am I meant for anything more than just opposing the darkness or is that enough yeah because yeah, it all comes down to in the, this uh, you know this the this Skywalker saga it's always it's always fighting they're always a piece of the rebellion you know yeah. the Skywalker Luke or, or the you know the Republic they're part of their great pieces on a chessboard that you want jedi we yeah. need a jedi in the fight they even even mon mothma to bail go hey uh, you got that uh jedi friend around you gotta, you gotta, yeah we need him you know because they turn they turn the tide they yeah. it's power it's power and what are you gonna do with power yeah but does that immediately you know there'll be one go well you know i've just kind of come to accept i'm here to help you through tough times but not fight your war you know it's all it's all there and all nine of these uh, eight of these previous films flowing into this question 
makes it, you know, again, are we going to get direct answers? Sit down, everyone. Young lanes gather around. Hear how strong the force is. No, it's going to be shown in, in what happens here. Yeah. That's and, the answers. And I think if it does end up being that uh, there is a Bendemption and uh, mm-hmm. Palpatine is the main villain. He's, he's this great symbol of just darkness for darkness sake of every mm-hmm. time somebody else is in pain anywhere. Mm-hmm the dark side is increased and I'm in more power and all I want is more power until there's just nothing left. Yeah. But me and my anger, that's the exciting thing to me about bringing Palpatine back because then have Ray face that and go like, okay, well how do I, how do I oppose that? Mm. You know? Yeah. Uh, and what, what opposes it? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So in, on a, on a real practical level, I, I would also say like, I hope that Ray gets to like a mm. more profound understanding of the force and it and it means that she taps into mm. some greater, more different kind of power, different right. level, you know, like I don't know if we're going to see her, you know, uh, communing with midi chlorines, but <laughs> right, right. Or the wills or the wills, you know. but maybe. Uh, George, we'll, we're going to take that paragraph back from your treatment. Wouldn't that be amazing if, if, <laughs> After all if that. Ray does commune with the wills and they, they help her understand <laughs> the path towards defeating the darkness once and for all breaking mm-hmm. the, I think there's some, some breaking the wheel stuff going on too. Yeah. You know, just yeah. like Game of Thrones. Uh, any any further thoughts? Obviously, we'll have plenty of time to talk about. Yeah, this no, later. and it's, and as you can tell, but I'm just still working through all these things that I I, I don't fully understand of these questions yet because yeah. they're big. They're yeah. big. I can't yeah. wait. Absolutely. So, uh, last bit of our main topic here is the return of Star Wars Resistance season two launched yesterday. Uh, did you get a chance to watch it? I did. Yes, sir. Okay. I did. There's a lot of baseball playoffs I have to do for that other <laughs> job, but I, I, I snuck in a version, I snuck in a view in. Yeah. 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 I did, I did too. It was yeah. not available on my, uh, uh, you know, uh, spectrum cable is just, uh, on the streaming. I had to wait until 10 PM at night, uh, but then I watched, uh, so what, so I'll give a brief review for people yeah. who didn't watch, uh, it, it continued the story directly from season one where the Colossus was revealed as a ship. They tried to jump to, uh, Dakar. They only got close. They're very worried about the first order, uh, finding them and attacking them. We see a scene with Phasma where they are ordered to attack them. Um, Tam has now joined the First Order. And then functionally, it's kind of a, a, an adventure where they're trying to fix the ship and a First Order droid, MB-13, attacks. Mm. Uh, and then the big picture is, you know, are they going to connect with Dakar? Uh, are, are, is Tam Revora going to stay with the First Order? Mm. Will Kaz be able to get through with her? All that. So mm. did, the, did the adventure of the week work for you? Was it effective? Yeah, it didn't. So they, because... in it's like the thing that stuck with me is them floating around in zero gravity and I had fun with that. And, yeah. and I knew, I know by now rebels, we always talk about these great epic trailers and the first episode sometimes, you know, well, the, the heroes of Mandalore one started with it with quite a, with quite a bang. But a lot of times episode one is like, here you go. Let's reset the pieces. Yeah. Game of Thrones like that too. All the warriors are marching into the battle. We're going to get to the yeah. big stuff later. So I, I was, I went in with a, with a good open heart. It's <laughs> like, let's just get reestablished where we are. So it all worked for me. I like, uh, I like the little droid. Uh, uh, it's, it's like a re- redemption for BB 90. Yeah. Uh, MB 13 was yeah. a little horror droid. Yeah. There. Yeah. And I did love the scenes of the, uh, them having fun in the bar yeah. and the <laughs> yeah. alcohol floating out of the, gra- the glass. Yes. That is great. Uh, with all this stuff with, 
Colossus being, uh, you know, on the run, out of power, afraid of the First Order. Yeah. Uh, Tam Revora, you know, a hero from the first season, having joined the First Order. Does it feel like the stakes were raised? It's setting it up for, yeah, no, it, it, it is. It is them cut adrift because it helps that we know, or at least we think we know, what's going on on Dakar. You right. Because uh, we, we got to see Starkiller Base in action, right? Yeah. So we're thinking we're not too far. We, you know, it might be. I was I was expecting a, we're trying to call Dakar, and someone's like, we're out of here. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and as far as Tam... I don't know. I don't know. You know, I'm not going to try to predict, uh, you know, Tam Kaz and their connection. Does he does he save her when her back? Does what, yeah. what happens there? You know, being Disney XD, I think I might have an idea, but yeah. uh, I just want to let it play out. Yeah, I think I enjoyed the adventure of the week. I always enjoy the uh, the humor and the aesthetic. I think it's beautiful. Some quality OP. I was just going to say we uh, got our OP at wish. But honestly, the, the Tam stuff mm. really made me feel like, OK, this is Star Wars. Mm-hmm. This is about young people making these choices where like. Cass tries to call her and apologize for lying to her. Yeah. And she just shuts, shuts off the comic and puts on the helmet. Right. Yes. And that gets to me like, Oh, that's star Wars. That's about mm-hmm. the choice between the light and the dark. Absolutely. I, I really like this. I really like what they did with cam Tam uh, to take this uh, chance to put this character in a first order outfit helmet situation and join the bad guys. And what that does to, uh, you know, play around with the this new modern canon perspective of uh, you know, uh, do you, you want control, right? The galaxy wants things to run, and yeah, what that means order. having to get to the real meaning, the real thought behind that, and and, and the center of the uh, the evil center of this organization. I think that's it's part of this this tapestry of of uh, uh, of this new canon, and it's great to do it on a kids show because it does go to what you talked about that or that that morality tale in the center it's different. yeah yeah so I'm, I'm super excited about that you mentioned this so uh they clarified that they are only three parsecs from dakar which mm-hmm. i thought it was just going to be like a we ended up way on the other way side of the galaxy yeah. right so that was kind of exciting to me do you think the colossus is gonna show up a second after uh you know the resistance first jumps away and they're going to watch the Fulminatrix <laughs> crash into Dakar or, or I'm now. Yeah, maybe now. I don't know. Cause I, I liked, I thought there were unknown regions. I thought they were yeah. going to launch so far away. And it was uh, like another call to Robotech. If we got to get back to, <laughs> to where we started or, you know, battle star Galactica, we're going to earth. Yeah, Star Trek um, Voyager. Yeah. We're in yeah, the that's, other quadrant entirely. Yeah. But to be so close, it's very interesting. And I love that kind of tie. And we might get a little fun canon answers. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there've been rumblings that about exactly how tight this ending is going to be with episode nine. Right. What do you want resistance to set up for episode nine? Great question. I just that it takes all kinds. It takes all hands. And then that's what Leia and her team are. We see in the resistance reborn preview. Yeah. Of just like, you know, they got to join the fight in this bigger fight and, and, and getting back to that for the sake of others that they're not isolated. This is, you know, you're, you just cause they could easily, the Colossus could, could just run far away from the first order and that be their only mission, but the, to choose to get back to the fight would yeah. like set up what a lot of what I want to see in nine for the resistance. Yeah, I think so. I think that that spirit of the galaxy is a great story mm. in the first season of like, Hey, we're just trying to be out here doing yeah, our thing. Okay. Market we, bar. We, first order. You, you made that a little bit impossible by trying to mm-hmm. utterly control us. Yeah. And now 
you, you know, that will be, is that the spirit of the galaxy that we will find? Yeah. Like, you know, I'm fine if the story group sneaks in a passing mention mm-hmm. of the Colossus or Kaz or Yeager or whatever. Right. You know, I don't expect Kaz to show up, you know, no, in, yep. in the big fight. But I think more than anything, that idea of that, yeah, this, the, the galaxy has come together. Yeah, absolutely. You just, you also reminded me of like the whole theme of the first season is first order is just these, uh, hey, you know, they're around. Yeah. They, you know, we deal with them. We don't, but no, nah, the fight is, the fight has come to you. Yeah. It's your, your time to choose to join. Yeah. I get the sense that maybe it will also be a little bit of a chance for the creators, uh, specifically in, in head writers of resistance, to put their stamp on. This is what the sequel trilogy is about. Cause there's also mm-hmm. that great line from Doza mm-hmm. when he says, you know, I'd hope that my children, and and people your age would never have to go through this mm-hmm. but i guess the galaxy just can't learn its lessons yeah it's like oh are you gonna are you gonna double down on that and really this will be a good reminder that the sequel trilogy is at some point about like hey this is a fight for every generation yeah you know that that's an interesting thing to me big thing but that is our look at everything that is going on right now and so much of what's going on right now is just asking us questions about what is gonna happen next uh sir you did a great job digging through all that there's a lot a lot lot going on right now and we are we're getting close that trailer's we got imagines really close i'm starting to see some reports around some stuff i can't i didn't even see what it was from i just saw it on the internet (laughs) that it's uh, very soon uh we're mid-october so that time is coming uh stay tuned for that we're going to take your questions in a bit but right now do a quick force center recommends an audiobook we think you should try out on us joseph this one well, this one's sitting right there on your table. That's right. We think that you should check out Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker, Spark of Resistance. I'm halfway through this. It is definitely a fun adventure for younger readers. But man, for someone who has been starved for more details about the sequel characters, hmm. just some great, fun, juicy stuff of these characters interacting. So I, I recommend it highly. Absolutely. You want to try it out on us? Go download your free audiobook today at audibletrial.com slash center. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash force center for your free audio book we're going to take a quick break but on the other side your questions here on force center ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome back to Four Center. It's time, Joseph, to hear from our valued listeners. We've got questions we take every week, some from Twitter, Facebook, and always from Patreon. First up today is Michael D. at Mike Dat Tiger. <laughs> Listening to Joseph on the last episode discuss history behind Disney choices in The Force Awakens, it got me wondering, why does it seem that Star Wars fans always reject the newest offerings, Ewoks, prequels, special editions, now sequels, as inauthentic and then later accept them? Michael, that is a million dollar, billion dollar, trillion dollar yeah. question. Uh, Joseph, he, 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 you know, brought your name up first. So, uh, what do you think? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and for for people who are wondering, we were discussing why Disney might really say, okay, we, we with the Force Awakens, we need to bring back that specific original trilogy magic mm-hmm. because there had been years and years of uh, people being upset with various George Lucas choices. Right. Um, I think that there's a couple things going on with this. I think that as talk about Star Wars as a cocktail or buffet. It's got all these ingredients. You know, one of them has always been a little bit more goofy or silly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in a lot of different eras of my life that I've lived through, people have gravitated toward, I like the cool stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the action. Mm-hmm. I like the lightsaber fights in the bounty hunters. And I think that there can be a tendency to not want the silly stuff. Mm-hmm. So uh, certainly the pushback against the Ewoks for people who uh, of my age who were upset when the Ewoks came out was yeah. it was because they were teddy bears. Yeah, it was because no Star Wars is about bounty hunters and you know, like is Han Solo going to kill Boba Fett when he gets uh, unfrozen? Can, can Luke yeah. Skywalker kick Darth Vader's ass? Like yeah, and then you get uh, teddy bears. Like it, so I think it is preconceived notions about what Star Wars is. Mm-hmm. Always fine to just say. I prefer this. Yeah, yeah. This is my taste in Star Wars. But I think that there can be a reset of people, of fans, of all of us going, in my mind, this is what Star Wars is. Mm -hmm. And then a new thing comes out and you get reset to a pretty consistent reality that Mm -hmm. at least for like big movies, TV shows, there's always an element of 
the silly or the fantastic or something that is blatantly yeah. for children. Yeah. Like, you know, we can talk about the themes and the morality tale, but then you get to something where like, yeah, Jar Jar stepping in poop is for kids. <laughs> for kids. Like that's it. It just it is, you yeah. know. Uh, mm. So I think that. Yeah. And then my, my other big one on this, which I've been thinking a lot about with episode nine is I think that mm. brand new Star Wars gives especially hardcore Star Wars fans this weird feeling of being both. It's both so exciting, so mm. welcoming because you get to see new things of, of the thing you love. Yeah. But it's also just a little alienating. Yeah. Because the way we uh, uh, consume Star Wars is we memorize every character. We discuss it. The things that the filmmakers never intended to be a big deal, like it's a trap, become right. big and iconic because culturally mm. we, we devour it as a culture and we make it our own. And then it's weird to see like this is Star Wars. This is my home. Yeah. I know every frame to see something that we haven't yet had a chance to process as a culture, even when it's like, it's the thing we want yeah. and it's exciting and it's new, but it's also like, we haven't had a chance to process it yet yeah. individually or communally as fans. And in a, I think healthy way, yeah. make it our own, not a right to creators and tell them what they should have done differently, but just decide right. mm-hmm. we love this one weirdo in the background yeah. and have it be a communal thing or, you know, the constable Zuvio joke, you know, yeah. that it's a community thing. Well, and, keep it. <laughs> yeah. And when new things come out and they're shocking to you, yeah. It, it, you, you haven't had a chance to make it your Star Wars. Well said. There's a lot of things in there we always talk about. And, I, you know, we've, we've both written about this idea of it, it, it doesn't feel like Star Wars. Is it Star Wars? And that's a great question to ask. And, and sometimes the answer is, is different. Sometimes, oh, peep it is more Star Wars to me than, you know, and I, that's a surprise. When I first saw peep it, I was like, what? And then it was like, he's a janitor. This is the greatest thing ever. Um, <laughs> what does it work? You, you mentioned the Akbar thing, you know, Akbar. I, I, we were there, man. Akbar was great, but it's a trap. Wasn't a mantra that we said this is and all other Star Wars films must pay homage to Akbar. And it was this weird thing. Um, and I hear a lot of, well, you know, episode eight was OK. Just wasn't a good Star Wars film. And I, I that's that's fair to say. But I want to press what does it mean to you? And it goes yeah. back to what you're saying. I've heard great examples of of people who like the lightsaber fights in the prequels versus other movies uh, where I, I, I would rank them lower. The great, like them all awesome. Actually, yeah. all, of, all of them are great. But like I, I tend to go to the messier, quicker ones. Uh, uh, and when I hear their answers, if they can answer it, that's great. That feels like Star Wars to you. But then then why are you so quick to judge the next one coming up and it goes to this, this might not be directly rated. There's two examples I have, but, uh, but you know, I've been doing this baseball con for flag sports and I write a lot about sometimes the baseball steeped in history and traditions and the history that you love and crave is sometimes happening right in front of you. But because you were raised on a grainy uh, clip <laughs> uh, or in a Ken Burns documentary, and you look at that as history, you fail to recognize the history being made in front of you. Right. And, uh, another uh, recording artist I like, a very prolif- prolific uh, guy, he once said, it's like, I, I, every time, I deal with this every time, I put out an album and they say, 
man, it wasn't good as the last one. And you are not being authentic to yourself as an artist. And he goes, the last time they said it too, but now it's been 18 months and it sat around with them and they can connect to it now. Yes. And it goes to what you just said. You sit in a theater and you watch Rogue One and you're like, I don't connect to anything quite yet. And you might need a moment to connect to it. And then yeah. it becomes authentic in Star Wars because we always, Empire Strikes Back. Lucas will say people thought uh, 3PO in the first one was too silly, too funny. And 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 then same thing in Empire, and then we know the overall feeling of Empire. Well, that's not Star Wars. The new challenges people in the weirdest ways, and it goes into changes in life too. Yeah, absolutely. The, it's, it's the new is can be challenging and, yeah. and scary, you know. And and Star Wars is something that is always going to expand its palette. Yeah. And again, I, I kind of can't say it enough. There's also just again taste. And to right. me, it's totally fine if you're just like, I don't like this design. That doesn't feel like the part of Star Wars I like. Yeah. But I think the creators are almost always trying to expand the palette and bring more things in that, mm-hmm. that kind of feel like Star Wars, but they're new. Like e- even with yeah. Canto Bite, again, you can just say, I don't like Canto Bite. Yeah. But this is continuing to be like, well, we know what Star Wars aesthetic looks like. We, we have designers mm-hmm. who know what Star Wars fashion looks like. Yeah. But what does it look like for the very, very rich? It's- and you're always, you're always building the Star Wars palette. And I, I go back to even Phantom Menace. One of the things that people our age didn't like yeah. in this endless list of things <laughs> we didn't like was because of technology, the original trilogy, all aliens are still human shaped pretty much. Yeah. Uh, might be shorter, might be taller, but generally human shaped. Lucas goes, hey, CGI, they can have spindly arms. They can be a tube. They can yeah. <laughs> walk on their hands. They, y- yeah. He goes crazy with the shape that aliens can be. And yeah. that didn't feel like pe- Star Wars yeah. to people because it was a technological change and, and aliens weren't shaped that way but th- look at how much the palettes changed where yeah they put out that photo of babu frick and i'm sure lots of people like babu frick like mm. but most people like he's tiny yeah now it's just an accepted part of the palette of star wars that of course aliens are right. incredibly different shapes in sizes and the only reason they were ever the exact same shape is because they were all wearing rubber masks it was what they could find in the doctor who closet yeah, yeah. <laughs> or else they were incredibly expensive yeah uh, you know puppets and you got one a movie yeah yeah Yoda, Java. <laughs> that's it but that's just like to me also that it, mm. it's, i think that's part of the reason that people can retroactively accept yeah, yeah. things is because they come up become a part of the palette when they weren't before it's all about finding that new normal yeah every time you move you got to find a new dry cleaner and you hate it until <laughs> you're like this is my dry cleaner that's yeah. what it is so great those question. are just a few thoughts yeah no michael great question uh great question drew at drew bishol 23 um or maybe it's bishol but drew asks why did the rebels initial trench run plan involve the y-wing a clearly slower and less maneuverable but still great ship garvin drace luke clearly show the x-wings are up to the task i oh, drew i love i love just fun yeah. in-story tactical questions right uh everyone knows i love the y-wing and i thought about this driving in a lot of traffic today got here quicker than i thought so i couldn't think about it as as deep as i I could la traffic some days it's just a clear trench run to the target shaft um i just think they were like they're heavier uh a little more protected slower did they anticipate the tie fighters coming out maybe yeah but maybe x-wings go around they're more dog fighters they're more ship to ship send in the bombers and plus we got uh, Dutch Vander there. Like, come on, you got to trust gold leader. They just yeah. took down a star destroyer on Scarif. <laughs> I think that's why. Yeah. I think it's about the, 
Okay, we, we need to do as many waves as possible. Let's start with the Y-Wings. They're more durable. They can take more punishment. They're the bombers. They're the mm-hmm. ones who are used to making runs to specifically hit a target. Yeah. And I think they didn't know they were coming from behind. They didn't yeah. know Vader and Pals were coming from behind. I think that was new information mm-hmm. for them. Uh, and I think the the fact that they're less maneuverable, they probably, yeah. uh, uh, in modern canon, technically the Y-Wings would have held out longer because Vader had to blast through the shields yeah. <laughs> a little bit more. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, not as maneuverable. So yeah. I think, yeah, the Y-Wings uh, went first because had to go something had to go first. Yeah. Throw in the durable ones. Didn't work out. Great question, Drew. I mean, the X-Wings, man, they're the quarterback of the team, and I sometimes resent that. I like my <laughs> working-class Y-Wings. Yeah, <laughs> I like that stuff. slow ion, yeah. ion blasting uh, uh, Y-Wing. We could talk about that all day. To Patreon we go. We got Shirley Rocks, which is, in fact, yes, a name paying homage to Shirley Manson of Garbage. An important legal question here with the death of Han Solo. Who now owns the Millennium Falcon? Chewbacca? Chewie appeared to concede the captain's chair to Ray, so does Ray own the Falcon? And how about Leia? Does Kylo have a claim to make? Present <laughs> <laughs> your argument, counselors. This is a great question. Uh, we talked to you talked about earlier about uh, answering the joke questions we've had. This is this you know this is the place for time. For it's it a good one. It's a good yeah. one. Did you think about this one on your uh, on your I, run over here? I have some thoughts, but I definitely want to hear yours so I can form my defense here. Yeah, I think uh, however the galaxy works with titles mm-hmm. and uh, VIN numbers on <laughs> spaceships, <laughs> clearly the Falcon is not a part of that system because there's yeah. a real finders keepers rule right like we True. even get that with the chain of like, the duquesne brothers and yeah on plot and all that of the people who stole the falcon and then honey even says i stole it back for good yeah it's a real finders keepers thing like you know i, I think who who knows what all hand lando handed over when han won it but i don't think they went to space dmv <laughs> and transferred the title you know what i mean <laughs> filed the paperwork so i yeah. think it, i think it's finders keepers mm-hmm. and uh and i think i think ray is is the finder now i think if chewy wanted to assert yeah, yeah. i think chewy i think chewy is you know uh, is given his blessing i think chewy yeah. is uh, he's he's the co-pilot at heart if, if he didn't want you to fly it you're not, you're not flying it right yeah. no yeah. no so i think he's like hey ray you found it you made a connection to it it's uh it's serving mm-hmm. the resistance it's it's flying on the right side of the war mm-hmm. go ahead ray it's yours that's a great idea. Finders keepers is a great rule. Well, a great ruling here. I can't really argue against that. <laughs> Just Hans, Hans, uh, your quote. That's I. I stole it. That's I. That, it's mine again. Yeah, that's powerful. I think that holds up in a Star Wars court of law. <laughs> I do think though, Leia could make a case if uh, you know. I don't know how marriage works in Star Wars land. Oh either. yeah, yeah. But hey. You know, I would be entitled to a half of it should this be, you know, he, <laughs> the, you know, granted they were separated. Um, so I think Leia could have a claim, but I think Leia, number one, is not going to have a problem with Ray. But I think uh, out of respect for Chewie, she'd be like, this is just as much your home as it was Han's. Yeah. So even if she has the legal paperwork right in this uh, story, I think she's like, it's OK, Chewie. Yeah. It's yours. Yeah. Uh, and I will say without spoiling it. There's some great stuff in the first pages of Spark of Resistance yeah. about exactly this, which I, I read after I added really? this. Really? Uh, the, the, does Kylo have a claim to make is a great question because it suddenly made me speculate irresponsibly. Yeah. 
Well, you know, if we um, get a Ben Demption, <laughs> and then they're sort of like, "Hey, Ben, you, you can't be here. Just you, you go away and right. and think about what you did." Yeah. Could the one of the parts of the end of episode nine is just Ben flying mm. away? Yeah. In his father's ship to think about what he did. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, great. I just right? got a, I got an image of Adam Driver in a Carillion like vest and a oh, white shirt. Oh, looking like he's honoring his dad going out to <laughs> I, to make amends. But I also flashed to like what if this is kind of a inheritance problem? Uh, it's like the plot to Gran Torino. They're like, hey, what's character ain't going to give you the Gran Torino. He's going to give the neighbor. Yeah. And, and he's like, you're giving it to Ray. And, and he's upset about that. Uh, maybe that this is the entire plot of the sequel. The plot, trilogy. yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Who owns the fucking. That's great. Great stuff today, everyone. Commander Cloud, our final question of the day. Hello there, writes Commander Cloud, Force Center crew. Uh, on many a restless night, I try to pull, uh, lull myself to sleep with some ambient noise like wind, rain, or a crackling campfire. This made me wonder, what ambient noise would one listen to in that galaxy far, far away? What would you guys listen to? I can easily picture myself dozing off to the low thrum of Cloud City's repulsorless gusts of wind and the occasional whine of a cloud car whizzing past. Thanks, guys, and snooze well. Cl- Commander Cloud almost getting into some Star Wars ASMR ra- uh, territory <laughs> there. Um, I, I definitely want a Han Solo getting a haircut. Uh, you truly belong here with us yeah. among the clouds. The Force will be with you. Always. <laughs> that, that is almost ASMR. It's right? almost Force there. ghosts are almost, almost ASMR. There. Um, <laughs> this is great. This is yeah. love this question. Uh, where do you go? You know, I, I think I could, could explore uh, yeah. lots of things, but my knee-jerk reaction was Bright Tree Village. Yeah, okay, that's where I was the going to. Creak of the wood, the, the mm-hmm. little the the noises of the creatures in the distance, but then yeah. like a little bit of an Ewok chattering out, or you know, kind of a it, twinge of a of a rope being swung upon. And also, because it seems like it seems like the, you you immediately take yourself there, and if you're in a hut you're probably hearing these you know yeah again like rehumanoid you're staying there and you're yeah. just like i got these ewok friends they're slowly grilling you hear the crackle of a campfire oh yeah hope that's not your friend yeah quote, who are whatever. they eating yeah that works for me <laughs> i do like the big city sounds too yeah me too uh, like when i go to new york i'm fine with hearing the constant woo, 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 woo. chicago was like that too for uh celebration so uh, of course it might not be just put me up in a, a mid-level apartment it's probably all I, all I could afford yeah open up the window and i could hear yeah i'd be fine with that i can hear the low hum of the 101 from my uh my, <laughs> yeah. my bedroom the 101 freeway so yeah i, I could do a course on window too but yeah. yeah bright tree village who are they eating <laughs> seems <laughs> peaceful to me oh that's great ah great stuff today t that is awesome stuff we appreciate that if you have a question for us you can reach out a lot of places including twitter at force center pod like our facebook page force center podcast website force center we'll let you know when it changes don't worry but that's it right now t public is available uh, our merch is available at tpublic.com slash user slash force center tweet us uh, pics of your merch and we'll reshare them podcast is available in a lot of spots since we switched to anchor there's even more places like Castbox and radio public and tune in just check if you are listening and you want to switch maybe you're not you don't like listening on uh, apple podcasts uh, if you want something new because you're brave go search and find us there we're on youtube instagram as well on joseph patreon.com is also where we're playing some ball that is right. If you uh, want to support us, and huge thanks to everyone who does continue to support us. It really helps us uh, keep going and growing as we head into a super busy Star Wars time. Go visit patreon.com slash force center and become a part of the community on 
Discord as well. Absolutely. Uh, we got those c- collector cards, man. I want to, I'm, I'm ready to send more out. Go get some four center trading cards through Patreon. We got our own stuff going on. <laughs> you know, Star Wars takes a lot. I'm so <laughs> glad it takes a lot out of me, but there's uh, a lot of things going on. Joseph, uh, what do you have? Yeah. Uh, so I, I'll have some more shows coming up. I got my own uh, podcast obsessed this month. I'm doing all uh, horror themed stuff. So uh, some guests that will be familiar to four center listeners coming up, Adrina Ariano uh, and Grace is going to be oh, a, yeah. coming back to Obsess, so you can check that out. Links to everything I do, including my new album, Joseph Scrimshaw versus Time. Uh, that is all on my website at josephscrimshaw.com, and you can always keep up with me on social media, Twitter and Instagram, in particular, at Joseph Scrimshaw. And for me, you can go to KenNapsock.com, find information on all the things I do, all the podcasts, uh, the book, Why We Love Star Wars. And uh, if you're local, October 13th, I'll be there sun- Sunday for LA Comic Con for two panels. And I'm trying to hit the floor. Maybe I'll buy some of these toys I didn't get on, on Triple Force Friday. Uh, and uh, got some stand-up comedies coming up with Mark Ellis in November, Washington, D.C. But again, go to KenNapsock.com for all the information. That is all the information you need. A lot of it. We're not even done yet. We got a push tonight in our laps. We'll see you next time on Force Center. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.